one second. One just a second. One fucker. Fucking Rufus, bro. I wonder uh, if he heard me. Rufus! What's going on, everybody? Caladeth Podcast back once again, episode 130. We are with you on this Thursday evening, as always. What what the fuck is that, Joel? Like I didn't I was expecting a white claw to come out of the right side, but it is white claw. Dude, it is crazy... the white claw. We went we went yeah, over this. There he is. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't good for that conversation. Dude, you're all fucking you gotta have a goblet and you gotta put two yeah. different flavors. Because it tastes like garbage. Oh, dude, are you really mixing two different? Which what's the flavors? Uh, right now it's uh blood orange and cranberry. Mm. Oh, you're surging it. Two yeah, surges. Surge. Yeah, a double surge, multi surging. Yeah, you got a surge. Fuck yeah. You got the strawberry. You got the well. topos. Oh, oh you guys are topoing. Yeah, dude. Hey, Joseph. <laughs> cheers. I think we we have two topos and then two. White claws mixed together, so it's an equal balance. The elements are uh, wah, just straight water, guys. Sorry. So I gotta tell you, I sell beer for a living, and literally every time you guys are drinking, you're drinking my brands all the time. So thank you. <laughs> Can if, you get us a sponsorship? Wanna, yeah, yeah. Send it. Send us some over. Well, we play at breweries, and we get a, an open tab. That's the closest we get to okay, gotcha. <laughs> a sponsorship. We Shout all work on... from. Pat from yeah. Eviscerate, though, he uh, was working for Bel- Belching Beaver, and he, like, sponsored me and came over to my house with, like, this was, like, probably a year ago. Came over to my house with, like, seven 12-packs of uh, of just, like, their kind of White Claw version, you know? Right. Just, like, trying to get me off White Claws. Be like, no, we got the cooler shit. <laughs> and, like, he lost his job kind of soon after, so I hope it was, had nothing to do with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely got, like, a an alcoholic sponsorship from Pat, and shout out to Pat. Shout out to Pat, dude. <laughs> By the way, I'm Anthony, and I'm your host, and I'm with my resident homies, the full force for at least the beginning of this. I got Casey, Joseph, and Joel with me. What up, y'all? Hey. Hi. Hi, Anthony. Yeah, and dude, this is actually the first time we've had a multiple guest situation, so <laughs> we're... uh figuring it out again but first we are time. here with for the first three... time in a while in a while oh, well. Did I, yeah. Yeah. I left out yeah. the wild part fuck sorry guys yeah. um, I need alcohol i guess i do dude <laughs> um we're here with three of the five members well there, there may be less i i saw that uh band photo in the beginning there was five guys we're talking to three of them tonight we got sam we got devin and and you pulled that up. And Brian, what's going on, guys? As soon as I'm saying the names, he pulls the fucking... Okay. What's up, guys? Breaking the fourth wall. Just call us all Brent. Pre-pod, I was like, dude, I, I, I'm sorry. I already got really high. <laughs> I can't... Re- I'm not going to remember everybody's name. So Joel's like, oh, dude, I'll put the labels up for you. And then I'm saying the names, and he pulls it away. All right. No, that was, anyway. uh, that was uh, Joseph. 
Either way, dude. I love you guys. I don't want to take credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, me fucking up is just par for the course anyways, guys. Come on. Um, Oh, wait. Golf reference. Sorry. We're on a metal show. I forgot. Uh, Of no living witness. (laughs) Cool. Oh, yeah. I never even mentioned the band. I'm so sorry, guys. No living witness. He's better when he drinks. I, I yeah, I'm getting off to a rocky fucking start on this one, guys. <laughs> it's all good. 130 episodes in. Battleforge Coffee is with us right off the bat. Our homies in Deeds of Flesh, that's their coffee company. And I'm supposed to be getting some new coffee soon. Mike just hit me up. Me too. And I, I can't wait for it. Um, it's really good shit. And I got my Battleforged coffee mug that I can't wait to put it in. And I know it sounds like I'm doing a commercial, but really we're just helping out the homies, and and it is really good coffee. Like, honestly, gotten zero dollars from it. We're doing it because we love these guys. Every and plug the co- you we guys, love coffee. Exactly. Every plug you guys hear from these guys, they're giving us nothing right. other than just throwing us bags of coffee every now and then. But that wasn't really part of the plan. It was just literally wanting to plug the homies, and we're still doing it. And go support them. Because that's underground death metal. That's good coffee. I'm not bullshitting. It's fucking good shit. I'm a coffee guy. Go buy their shit. All right. Us, you want to buy our shit, buy a couple t-shirts. CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. Still available. Got a logo shirt and got the full colored that the oh. up right there. Yeah, that's what's up, dude. A possible live bagging can go down if we if you guys yeah. order during the yeah. live. If you, or uh, All the guys in the live, if anybody... Uh, purchases you're going to see the professor package that for you during the episode my favorite part is like about how sometimes we take a long time with these these uh these ads and fucking murray and ian will just put the plugs for us they'll write them out and i just put them as comments (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what's up dude that's that that's what's cool about our community we got our 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 regular uh, i mean our resident homies and we got the resident homies in the chat as well dude that are here with us every week they're there for us when we fuck up to make sure that we get our point across. We'll just make Murray watch all the ads and then do all the plugs for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go you know, through the chat. We just stay quiet and then you just pop it up and just be like, point down. You're all, what up? Oh, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So there is like some guests on. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what yeah, we, got... well, so we still have more plugs. The, we one, started. Uh, the, we started in the weeds, guys. Immediately, we opened up and we were like, "What do we more even plug. talk about in the beginning?" Just, just <laughs> one more plug right now. All right, let's we'll do get it. to the other ones at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. My tour, my tour coming up, Kansas City, June first, first show. Chiefs. Last of Lucy, Discordia, uh, heading out to Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Chicago, Pittsburgh. Actually, uh, Richmond first. Pittsburgh was canceled. If anyone wants to book us on June 6th in the Eastern U.S., hit me up. Uh, and then a bunch of other shows. It'll be a fucking rad tour. Very excited for it. Uh, very stoked to be out with Last of Lucy premiering songs from our new album, Godform, coming out on Transcending Obscurity Records 2023, hopefully. We're stoked oh, yeah. for you, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard some clips of you doing the drum tracks and stuff, and I was like, it's fucking sounded bananas. So I can't it's wait good. to hear it. It's going to be good. All right, that's that's enough plugs for now. I think the archaic. Yeah, we can do them. Tour. We can do them towards the archaic. Archaic. They just started their tour. I'll go real quick with it. Um, yeah, I went and saw them on yeah May 11th. We all a bunch of friends went there. It was awesome. Fucking, I didn't know Forest was playing. 
um, um, from you know, like all the bands Forrest has been in. I had no, I totally forgot that he was playing in fucking in first fragment. So I got to hang out with him again and catch up and reminisce. And he's doing really good and obviously one of the best bass players in the world. So it was cool to watch him just warming up in like Blue Lagoon, just like chilling in the middle mm-hmm. of the crowd, just warming up and got to watch him play again. But yeah, it was awesome. Great tour. Um, for all you listeners, first fragment, archaic, a very uh, intimate place. Where is so there, it's the 18th, so they'll be playing tomorrow in El Paso, Texas. So if you're in Tejas, roll out and head your bang. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty and, uh, bummed because uh, <laughs> that the archaic tour hit Seattle the same day we played in Tacoma, which is 30 minutes away. <laughs> um, Sam, we tried to link the shows together, but it didn't lost happen. Your video. Did you turn your video, video off, dude? That's because you're just going to see the, the top of my skull because I have like a car mount and it I can't get it to go uh, flat. You're on your so way it's home like, right now. I'm on my way home from the baseballs. Dude, from the sporty right. ball. Another fourth wall break. So Sam, who's fucking rocking it at a, being dad at the fucking Little League game right before because he double booked and realized or didn't realize that little league was good i backed this dude you you gotta be there for the little league games when you can dude yeah you found a cool like like middle ground like i'm still gonna go for my kids little league shit and i'm gonna be on the podcast fuck that's, this that's, that's exactly yeah. why i'm praising it dude i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the real dad shit you know the, the only problem is last weekend and this weekend we it's all out of town shows so i'm missing two games but i'll i'll make up for it yeah, I'm being my terrible father. Missing games all the time. Yes, I, terrible. I feel like a fucking terrible father, dude. Missing all the games during the week. But. You're trying to make up for it right now with a fucking practice, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, dude. I make up with it with fucking throwing the ball around with my kid when I'm with. No, him, I'm just kidding. Know? Yeah, I'm kidding. All right. I know. I know. No. Let's kick right. this shit it's off. All love. I love y'all, and uh, thank you so much, Sam, Devin, and Brian. I love that I can read it. Um, <laughs> this is yeah i was gonna say it's just we haven't had one of these types of episodes in a while where we have multiple people so you know if you guys listen to the show i i usually start off with the beginning of, you know the origin of one person but now we got three so i i'm kind of like who do we start with maybe Devin brian i'm gonna go with sam first even though we can't see him just because he's the one it's an interesting were... choice for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, would you rather us dig into somebody else until you get home? Yes, please. All right, yeah, it's not then uh, rock, paper, scissors, Devin and Brian. No, I'm just joking. I'll go Devin since he's left to me. Uh, or yeah, Devin, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Um, so I was actually just thinking about this the other day because I am an avid listener of your show and a big fan. Uh, cool, dude. So my musical background goes all the way back to when I was a you know four-year-old, three-year-old child and uh, just remembered my dad had a drum set in the living room mm-hmm. and uh, then became estranged from from him for quite a while but always just like had that vision of my dad being a, a drummer so and then my dad yeah, passed yeah, let me real quick let me just slow you down right for a second because yeah. one having a drum set in the living room is pretty abnormal you know you most mostly have like a piano if anything in the living room you know right acoustic so, guitar <laughs> was it was it like 
next to the couch was because I'm thinking of the furniture dome, guys. Now I'm thinking of the furniture dome where Casey's <laughs> kit was fully set up in the living room as well. But that's that wasn't a family like setting. That wasn't I know, like I a, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just no, getting no, a no, feel no. of what it would be like in a living room like that as a, a family, you know? Yeah, totally. Right, right. No, it was it was more of like in a like a side room uh, dining kind of area, I guess. Like uh, nook or area like a TV, or some shit. TV room or something like that, like a spare room uh, uh-huh. for entertainment or whatever. But um, yeah. So okay, so then estranged meaning he left at some point. Yeah, and then uh, around, how old were you at that time? Uh, five five six mm, years old early okay yeah so um didn't have very much contact with him until i was about you know like 10 or 11 and then he what died. about mom though any musical oh mom's mom's definitely been around a lot no i mean like with her musical taste though too was she listening to music playing any instruments or anything or not uh, no nothing like that it was mainly just my dad um my mom listened to like Rod Stewart and kind of like, I don't know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, my dad was more of the kind of musical person. Right. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, he, he actually had passed on. And uh, so like we had reconnected for a little bit and he had passed on. And so you reconnected at what? 10, 11, you said? Yeah. 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 Okay. And then how and, long uh, did you have with him before? He passed. Uh, like a a year, I really? think. Really, it was a year, that almost years, maybe. Right. But. Um. So yeah. So you know, super tough, tough stuff happening. But uh, you know, even into my uh, teenage years, I still always like remembered him being a drummer. So uh, talk about a little bit of. Did you get the experience of being able to watch him jam out and 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 see how, um how good he was or skilled he was at playing drums do you remember any Uh, memories like that not really i mean you know it was like pretty pretty early on for me like i was saying three or four i know some people have memories of that but i don't have too many Mm -hmm. um so no not really uh it was always just everything that i know about him was more like story based from other family members right Uh, so you're basically thinking you're looking at like like he you're he's kind of not there but he was there but you're attributing like what you have of him you're putting the puzzle pieces together and you just know obviously since there was a drum set in the living room he was right. some kind of a musician you know yes. do you even remember what kind of music he played yeah um so i know that he was like a big hippie so you know he was kind of in that area or that era actually like hate nashbury like in san francisco Mm -hmm. um and then he moved to back i think yeah he moved to the pacific northwest and became like a cowboy so he was actually like a radio station dj at like a local uh radio station so he just all of a sudden went country and then so becoming a cowboy that cracks me up i always I was talking to uh, someone the other day and I was cracking up about, I think Tom Segura had a bit about it's, you know, people in the South and and country music and how they like wear the cowboy hat and like have the cowboy life. But they're just like, they have a house that they drive like a nice paved highway with. (laughs) It's like they're playing kind of like a Halloween. It's kind of like, 
it's like, oh, I'm a fucking cowboy. And it's like, yeah. it's like, no, you're not. Yeah, you're not a cowboy, dude. You're just a guy who's like, like a James Hetfield cowboy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's all like a it's a Halloween thing for like. like I live people. in L.A. It would take you three months to get there by horse, motherfucker. If you're, <laughs> if you're on a if you're on a horse, because you're a cowboy, then that's how you get to yeah. L.A. If you don't get to L.A. that way, you ain't a fucking cowboy, motherfucker. I know, dude. It's it's a whole style. Like I'm gonna I'm going to a country like festival just for, like for fun in a week with my uh, girlfriend, and I was like. I was talking about like just what I'm gonna see there. Just a bunch of people playing dress up. Like, oh, I'm a cowboy today. It's like when you see the white guy on Cinco de Mayo with the fucking poncho on and shit, and the fucking and you're like, oh my god, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, like when I <laughs> like, when I search online, when I'm searching online, looking at like cool pirate themed apparel <laughs> or whatever, it's literally me hearkening back to when i was yeah. in kindergarten dressing up like a pirate for halloween pirates really close to cowboy like if pirate music was huge and it was like playing on the radio everywhere you'd see like a bunch of people dressing up like pirates and shit and like <laughs> yeah and like and like having like their truck all pirated out and stuff with like a fucking flag no matter how up. many times i look it up though dude i'm like this shit sucks i would never speaking of pirates <laughs> i'm gonna to steal the night tonight i'm gonna head out yeah, hell yeah, buddy. Kicking it off with the brewery. Give oh, yeah. And then shout out to Dave mics. and everybody else, dude. And shout Lauren. out, Dave. Yeah, fuck yeah. And give everyone a hug for us. Rock on. Smoke plants. Smoke <laughs> plants, dude. That is definitely <laughs> great philosophy, dude. Smoke plants. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like when you said cowboy, that kind of just triggered that like thought of like whenever I see a guy in a cowboy hat, I'm like, you're pretending. This is the pretend thing we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting here because, like, it, you know, they all want to be cowboys. Yeah, we call exactly. Yeah, here, like, it's not a southern accent; it's a country accent. It's just so yeah. funny. So, or the yeah. boots, dude. Like, I watch guys walk in those boots, and I'm like, "There's no way you're comfortable right now." Yeah, yeah. Right. No it's look. It's, yeah, yeah. They're high heels for men now, to me. Anyways. <laughs> i digress <laughs> but they're made out of snakeskin bro so it's fucking brutal dude <laughs> i know i mean they might beat our ass too and they can shoot us and stuff oh, they so. don't right. stomp us with those fucking heels so hard dude. they win it's fine <laughs> so when did you get into heavy metal <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh so like uh, around middle school um i met a dude named andrew drake and he handed me a no effects tape I listened mm -hmm. to that religiously and then just got into like Emperor all of a sudden. Emperor. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. We, we got to talk about the bridge. There's got to be a little. Yeah. Who handed the Emperor tape or whatever. Or I CD. like legitimately had like this very short stint of like new school punk rock and then just went right into black metal. Whoa. Okay. So yeah. how does that, how does that happen? Like that's just from being in the Northwest. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I mean, like a lot of it's crazy, but I, you know, I was in high school like over 20 years ago and like, you know, it, we were inundated with it. Like there were tons of different kids that were into it, like tons of different friends. It was, you know, it was easily accessible. How old uh, are you, Devin? I'm 41. Okay. So you've definitely experienced the same amount of culture as me in the United yeah. States. Um, but that jump really does sound something unnatural to yeah, me. Yeah, did someone yeah. show it to you? Because we're, we're, you're, I mean, you said Northwest, specific, so you're talking about like Seattle or something or Portland? So, or? so um, 
I uh, I am from the coast of Oregon. I currently okay. live in Astoria, Oregon, like where the okay. Kennys are from. And okay. uh, oh, shit. basically when I was 12, I moved to the Portland metro area. Gotcha. And, so, and there's a lot of black metal. Black metal is pretty big around there. Yeah, yeah. And um, so just everything was really accessible. Um, and, you know, and there's people to teach you how to play music as well. So like that, that was pretty easy to get into. Um, but yeah. Um, I was just going to add to the black metal thing because now I'm starting to realize like the Pacific Northwest and in a lot of uh, areas up there, you know, the depression rates are pretty high compared to other places, you know, and lack of vitamin D and, and sun. And, and now and it's totally making sense that like black metal would be more popular in the metal community up there right. because it, it definitely comes from that same place, you know, of Norway's fogginess, you know, yeah. winter yeah. and fog and snow, like a lot of the year. So they're getting their minimal amount of vitamin D throughout the year. Isn't that crazy? I was just want the sun can yeah. change. That's the like, whole it's same with like Sweden, like Sweden with, uh, at the gates, you know, that when, when, uh, slaughter of the soul was dropped, they have that song suicide nation. Cause it was like the number one suicide rate in America, or America in the country. So like I'm the country in the world. <laughs> in the city um but yeah, it was number one suicide rate in the in the world because and they don't get any sun it's like it's a link you can make with not getting a lot of sun and and like crazy? depression and shit. yeah it's crazy yeah but the then a lot of black metal goes there for nine months here like <laughs> yeah <straight up. laughs> it's a somber like the music works way better in that climate like you don't want to be like if you lived in on the in my, the keys in florida like i don't think black metal is doing too well around there it's probably like reggae and like like yeah. every happy the only, like, the only time black metal's played is from the vacationers that show up that are metalheads like, <laughs> yeah. and they're all vacation, like these but... fucking happy people fuck this <laughs> i'm gonna fucking yeah. listen to uh fucking anthem what was that emperor album Anthems Anthems. The yeah dude that that yeah. one was my shit so i'm be like yeah. <laughs> on the beach in fucking the florida keys like beat up <laughs> beer in hand fucking hearing norwegian black metal yeah hearing like thing. with a beautiful sun shining on a beach like black metal sounds like be like a like on a claws on a chalkboard you know for yeah. that <laughs> that kind of that kind of like it doesn't make any sense to me it's like dissonant to me like you know it's like you want like you guys, rainy foggy what's that have you guys heard the uh the like black metal surf covers yeah <laughs> no you dude yeah where dude dude shows you how surf and black metal basically are within the same fucking box so you just play it differently yeah. like the, what is it the say the scale or the the whatever they play in surf dude we should pull that up if somebody could pull that up on the episode later on that would be rad because it is fucking pretty creepy how interchangeable uh I mean, with like the reverb and shit like I, I don't know i can't really like yeah with the I, with the reverb and it makes it up beat weirdly too which is pretty okay, entertaining. okay. So, interesting dude, yeah. if we can pull that up soon not right now because obviously we're already deeper in the weeds than we probably should be <laughs> devin's still in his childhood in this story <laughs> um but we should definitely check on that later on because i have witnessed that and it is pretty eerie how similar things get oh yeah but Devin, Back all right, so, okay. 
into uh uh your your teenage years so we also like to talk about um people you met along the way those stepping stone type of dudes or chicks that you came across in your life that that fed you something at a pivotal moment you know i mean for you if no effects to emperor i still it's just like it's so out of the norm for most people that we talk to, you know. That's like that's like yeah. Blink One Eighty Two to to Campbell Corpse, right? Right. I think the the main bridge there was drums, and uh-huh, like okay. just how the drums sounded. Um, you know, all the kick drums were punchy, all the snares were tight, all the toms were you know thunderous, and just you know production was the production was great. So I think that's that's how it just transitioned well. Um, uh but then like blast beats dude like just i heard blast beats and i wanted to do that so yeah yeah definitely so you're playing drums right now in the band right yeah okay thank god sorry i didn't do the, i just got on right after work too so i don't know do no, no <laughs> okay so 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 you you found like a connection with the drums you had the drum set like in your you know living room and stuff so you're working on beats and you're kind of like are you in that mode where you're just trying to find the next crazy like the most impressive thing kind of like leveling up going like what's what's crazier than this what's crazier than this and you just jumped like you know nine rungs of the ladder by finding you know going from no effects to to emperor yeah um so just a quick recap on it so like my my dad i had been estranged from him so i didn't have access to a drum set but oh gotcha i had a guitar and i fell down some stairs and i broke the guitar essentially and a friend down the street had a drum set and so that's how the drumming started um and they just needed a drummer my my friend okay so we just kind of like started a band in a suburb in oregon and that's kind of where that yeah how that came so, so what what style of band was formed what uh what was the band when was the band formed or like what, what kind of genre oh uh, it was like uh punk rock we were we were called okay. the shit drunks and uh, yeah tsd yeah we just played like punk rock right and you know at that time i was listening to to no effects and new school punk rock that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then one of the guys got a hold of uh what cruelty and the beast the the cradle of filth album Mm yeah and that's kind of when that next phase of the shit drunk started and Mm -hmm. i i think the guys actually even changed it from uh the shit drunks to like some black metal name but with the same letters tsd Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i was like immediately trying to do blast beats yeah okay okay so um were you doing them nick barker style because that album he does the half half time foot yeah one it's like (laughs) double time on the hands but half time on the foot which was always a weird thing but at the same time that really stood out to me at that time because nobody else was had the balls to really like take all the meat out of the feet with just doing the half step beat you know damn all the meat out of the feet doing the half step beat (laughs) jesus christ brother maybe i should maybe i should keep not drinking because <laughs> i can just spit rhymes while i'm talking bro. that's what that's why people are here dude it's for your rhymes uh, anyways back to... <laughs> but no that's yeah that's 
so yeah you're talking about like the kind of beat that they were doing so how did you progress from like a punk beat to find a blast beat what was like the natural progression for that so there really wasn't much natural progression for it so like kind of kind of after like my teen years into my 20s i kind of quit for a while um and then you know i used to ride bmx as well so i kind of got really into that um Mm -hmm. and i kind of came back to everything uh in my my late 20s um do you guys remember the band those who lie beneath Mm -hmm. okay so sounds familiar who became uh vitriol oh yeah oh okay okay so i i joined them in 2008 and like had just started playing drums again so i had a huge gap in like my actual playing and um you know like to be honest it was more of like a fake it till you make it i was really trying to learn everything really quickly and just kind of like get in the groove of playing drums again and then recorded a record with them oh you did that awakening record yeah fuck, bro! i didn't know that was you and then um after that after that we had some personal differences and so we you know we kind of cut that cut that tie and they moved on for the professor to react like that dude i think it was a little more than a fake it till you make it situation that sounds like i like i yes but like but no i mean there's parts in there that like i couldn't do on the on the kick drum so we just you know we hit replaced it yeah yeah and like i mean okay i just did that yeah that's that's par for the course right there yeah. yeah yeah no t- totally right like i me me and sam just did that there was a part i was like gosh i can't i cannot get this and i'm not like i can at some point but not right now don't tell uh, everybody our secrets dude <laughs> <laughs> shut up dude and um, i never punch in record i start at the beginning of a song and i don't stop till it's done i don't care if it's 300 takes yeah <laughs> it's even like i mean i, I watched the uh, uh, metal no, I watched a uh, clip. It was just came up on like a reel or something. It was um, Billie Eilish, and it was her doing maybe a minute of music, and she's like, she's like, like there's a camera in the studio, and she's like, watch, I punched in 38 times in this minute. <laughs> like she just like it was like literally. She's all see those lines. That's when I punch in and do like a and just mm-hmm. like showing like it was 38 cuts with one like one or two minutes just you know that's I've everyone never that's... had a problem with that dude i've really have never had a problem with that like some people do you know but in reality um a recording is something different than a performance you know so if you're going to try and solidify something in time you right. want you like if you're going to make one sculpture of a thing you want it to be the best version of that that it's going to be because that's that's the thing that's going to last through time you know what i'm saying yeah and then my thing is you make something fucking rad like that and then come out and you can't pull it off live that's where i start to get that imposter thing going on where i naturally you know disconnect from the art because it can't be delivered live you know yeah and there's a difference between like like perform pulling it off live or like to me, I was listening to a, a Metallica interview yesterday and uh, they were talking about they kind of have my way of thinking with mistakes on stage now. Like they used to be like back in the day, they'd be like, what the in the backstage? Like, what the fuck, dude? Why did you fuck that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now when it happens, they just laugh. They're like, that's fucking hilarious. That was like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's like, Kamet, like 
brutalizing a solo and he just goes like this on stage and like the whole audience <laughs> just kind of laughs with him. <laughs> yeah. so, well, you, you have to That's sell it if you're going to do it. I mean, there's like, there's, you, you can do, you can be playing your song really good and stuff and then you have a mistake and then you're like, well, they can't pull it up. It's like, no, that's just, that's live. And that happens. That and I love the that. The human aspects and, and yeah. actually um, as a, a, a audience member during some a situation like that and to see them be human in that moment and then come back and murder right after that, then yeah. it's like, dude, oh, you just actually killed even harder by doing that versus just playing it straight through. You feel like you saw something special too. You, you saw like this funny human moment exactly. of them and they're laughing and then you're like, oh, that was funny. And then like they go into is, a song and crush. It, it, everybody's kind of playing a role when you go out to a show, right? Everybody, you know, you're on stage or larping performer. in the crowd. You, you, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm supposed to do certain things, whether I'm going to be pit shark, shout out pit shark. I'm going to be fucking the guy who sits at the bar behind everybody else while I, so I can have access to more drinks while everybody else is pitting, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to be, I, I could be the guy doing that too, but I, I'm just saying, it's like, there's, everybody goes to play a role you know right. and and now i now there's a fly in front of my eyes and i totally lost my train of thought where that was going just one fly <laughs> one fly that's all it needs to fucking break the fucking attention stop playing, a role. Stop playing a role like you hate flies dude you love flies i do i never kill them dude i never kill insects i really I don't, don't dude i'll, I I'll don't catch either. it and i'll put it outside because i'm I, I feel like you could go. They're just, they're just like, you feel like they're lost and they're just going, like, what up? Uh, fuck, this sucks. And ah, people are like, yeah. ah, and smash them. It's like, dude, they just got lost. Like, let them be <laughs> yeah. an insect. They're just trying to just <laughs> coexist with the dominant fucking apes, the hairless apes that took over their They're freaked theory. out, probably. They're just like, oh, fuck, this was not the turn I meant to make. <laughs> fuck, this sucks. You just try to give me a. Take him at left at Albert. Professor's, <laughs> professor's definitely raining it in right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Professor. This is why we need him here. Um, I The 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 Awakening record, uh, that, that came up the other day with uh, the Dreamer guys, me and them talking, and how we all like knew and appreciated that record. And, you know, none of us had like showed it to each other. It was all just like, oh, yeah, we've all heard that. So it like definitely made an impact. But mm -hmm. I didn't realize I must have at some point looked it up and been like, who's who on this record? Um, but you guys need to update your metal archives because Devin on uh, No Living Witness is not the same as Devin Berliner, who's credited there. So you need to fix that so you can. Funny, funny story. You said up. updating metal archives. I went just to like kind of like do a little pre look into the band and stuff and someone had added cameron on bass at like four o'clock today <laughs> so they like just added him on there and it was like so it, was, it said like updated 518 and it showed the timestamp, and it was oh, so, wow. like he just got yeah people are updating that shit constantly can anyone do that or is it like uh you have to have an account um okay. and then you have to submit it and wait for approval and i did that for myself recently so okay yeah um but yeah just shout out devin that record's cool dude yeah oh yeah totally thank you so um, all right let's talk about picking up from that though you're saying fake it till you make it uh, I, i'm sorry i keep bringing that up but i'm just saying that's so i want to know when you got to the point where you started having the confidence again in yourself you know from coming back from the hiatus right um so i 
joined them, did that album and stuff. And then I just started playing for like whatever bands. So like, you know, I'm really not going to go into how many bands I've been in, but like I'd start playing with metalcore bands and like old school metal bands and black metal bands and hardcore bands. So I like, I just really immersed myself in what the Portland scene had to offer because it had all of those things in, in abundance and mm -hmm. in, you know, not, not just a bunch of bands, just a bunch of really good bands. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's just, I've been able to, you know, I have a lot of friends that like, you know, do some like really cool shit still. It's cool, and, it's cool being part of a productive scene. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And it's really productive there, dude. I mean, like I, some of the hardest working musicians I've ever met are from the Portland area. And they've and, like, all been on archaic. Yeah. <laughs> is Shout Archaic out. the Gabe Sieber of bands? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, I've been great. asked to be an Archaic a couple times too. So I guess. <laughs> I've asked but, to be an Archaic cool. also. So. I'm expecting yeah, yeah. my invitation, but then they got Nate, so it's probably never going to happen at this point. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Nate. Nate's a good guy. Um, sick dude. And then when did you fold into the? no living witness camp slash then let's connect with when that had started and yeah yeah um so i started in i think sam sam hit me up on facebook randomly um i had you know really just kind of like concentrated on rudiments and getting my drumming better in the the lockdown kind of time and so he hit me up when i was just about to start looking for a band and it just kind of fell in place from there so what sam december of 2021 is when i started it was november 25th okay. is when i messaged you on facebook of 2021 sam's yep. got it all listed in front of him all the info is ready he's any right kind of he just needs to make sure that it's right there <laughs> well and yeah, then, what, when it comes what, what time what what time was it though? Yeah, actually, I do want to actually. <laughs> no, where are you? No, I legit. No, I remember. What were you wearing? Okay, I, I don't have that, but I was drinking a truly, eating Taco Bell, and watching Terminator Two on my big screen. Fuck oh, yeah! And I sounds like a rad fucking time, dude. Ten p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, that's perfect, dude. That sounds like my ideal oh, yeah. Saturday night, dude. Well, my wife munchies. Like, had the wife had the. I had the house to myself for the night and I'm like, I'm going to go to Taco Bell and then I'm going to stop by Heritage Distilling and grab some brown sugar bourbon. So I grabbed Taco Bell and on the way home, uh, the distillery had closed. So I was like, well, I guess I'm freaking truly when I got home. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah. And dude, that, that sounds like... <laughs> it's also truly a nostalgia dump, dude. On movies that... Isn't that funny how we'd rather just watch all the good shit multiple times than watch something new? Oh, yeah. Why is that funny? That's, <laughs> that's my rational. That that is definitely <laughs> rational. He only watches like '90s movies, like VHS. Oh yeah, I, I go back to you know, but yeah, same. <laughs> um, Speaking of first fucking Ember Throne shirt I've ever seen someone wear. Oh, I love Ember Throne, Monty. Yeah, me too. I mean, we have we had him on here. Dude. I love. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's fucking awesome, dude. I didn't. I'm gonna buy one. I like the logo. Thank you. It's a really good logo. It is really. No. Mm. 
animosity got you kicked off on a merch kick now you're just gonna sh- come i've back been on a merch kick ever 20. since for, since 2020 i've been like <laughs> where i could afford stuff i was yeah. like dude, my whole shirt thing is way too crazy right now i need to start handing some shit off but anyways so um, rock and rolls sick yeah so uh at that point no living witness was what 12 years old so oh my God. yeah i think um 2006 is when we formed Okay, oh, yeah. so, so older than that, crazy. 15, 16 years old at that yeah, point. Really, really old, but we, so, we took a very long hiatus, so I take that was like yeah. This. I listened to the 2010. Is that an album or EP or just the EP? It's like kind of deathcore-ish. Yeah, I listened almost. to that today. Um, so what was the era of that uh, around that time? What was what was going on with the band? How'd you guys start, Sam? Um, so. I started it with my bassist and we kind of just started as like Lamb of God ish, like soil work, arch enemy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of kill switch engaged back on our softer days. Yeah. New wave of American heavy metal. Yeah, that was exactly it. And then uh, we got LJ on vocals and we had this drummer and we had this other guy named Sean on guitars and um, he was, he was really good. And, far exceeded my talents and he was he could sweep and i could just do this <laughs> um, yeah. we played a bunch of shows and um we wanted to go a little bit heavier and sean wanted to stay in this uh, the swedish melodic metal thing mm-hmm. and we didn't want to do that anymore we you know i started i discovered like the faceless and mm-hmm. um born of osiris and like the, the faceless really changed me and i i wanted to do more and go technical and actually have blast beats and stuff like that um so we progressed we got a different drummer we got another uh we actually got a guitarist and a drummer from another band just kind of imported it into us um and it was that's what you hear on the ep is the stuff that we used to play then and then as well as our 2019 album that we uh, just me and lj did on the computer that's stuff we used to play um when we were very active and did some tours and uh played in seattle a lot so you guys are always based out of the Pacific Northwest area? Yes. We were always out of Olympia, 100%. All of us lived in Olympia. Um, and now we don't say that just because we are all over with Cameron being in Portland, Devin being in Astoria, and Brian being in Spokane. You've been posting uh, all these old show flyers uh, of you guys opening the, I'd like the, was it, what's the venue? And is it, it's Joel's favorite seven. venue. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the El Corazon? No, Studio 7. Oh, okay. Oh, Studio not Seven. Oh, not yeah, yeah. the Corazon. Yeah. Not Corazon. Yeah, yeah. Studio His, 7. Yeah. His second Seven favorite venue. In, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you guys ever open for Decrepit? Yeah. We played with Decrepit probably two or three times. Nice. And yeah. Joel, did, didn't you play bass for them at some point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at one show, um, I used to have long hair. This is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I, I rolled in there and you you just came up to me and you're like dude what are you doing in seattle i was like what and you're like oh shit i thought you were trevor because i had the black room glasses and i had long hair and a big beard oh it all linked it all <laughs> like you all made, made me a hug it was like, connected right. as soon as you said that dude i'm now i totally see it dude that's hilarious. i can see it yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah. When, when i would be at any metal show like people would ask me for an autograph and like, Damn. Just, like stare at me as i walked by i'm like 
<laughs> yeah. Look, I'm cutting this fucking hair. I, I'm not I sure. show my stomach and be like, look, there's no tissue. No, how do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I don't get heartburn, I swear. <laughs> God damn. Bell, I got an iron gut. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, right? So, Studio, is that still around, Studio 7? No, it closed. Um, oh, COVID. I want to say, uh, no, like six years ago, there was some sort of okay. violation. They, they had a sprinkler thing, and then there was like gang activity. Someone got shot, and it was just, they closed. Yeah, there was so like, I remember crazy. actually in that area, I'm, it might be Seattle, though. Is oh, that Seattle, Studio 7? Yeah. Or is that Port- yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I keep mixing up with Portland. Okay. So there was like this, uh, we were playing with Born of Osiris, Face. It was like a big, it yeah, was like called show, like Emerald City Death Fest. Emerald City Death Fest. And like, um, we, this guy, like, basically that the Born of Osiris guy or something, he was like, took us around and like handled everything, but he was part of a crew, like, like a uh, gang, a I hardcore gang. And I was like, I was so new to it that I, he had like knuckle, he had like tattoos on his face and shit. And this is like back 2009 or something. Like, I'd never really seen this kind of style of, of human. And I didn't know that like these hardcore, uh, dudes had like gangs, like their crews, crews, but they were gangs. They were gangs. Yeah, and I was like, the way that he was like showing us stuff and talking about stuff, I was like, oh, sick, dude, we're in a gang member vehicle. This is tight, dude. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm all stoned. I'm like, all freaking out. Like, shit, this is terrible. This is, I gotta get out of here. But uh, I can see why the, you said gang activity. And I remember that was the venue where I was introduced to crews and people like <laughs> wanting to, wanting to like, you know get down and like fight over bands or like oh they disrespected me in this one pit and I went, we're all gonna beat their ass or something i was like what this is like i know i was like this is a th- i had no idea that was a thing and i was i was like trying not to laugh because they were they could beat me up but like at the same time i was like this is a real thing i had yeah. no idea it's, it's crazy when you don't grow up with a solid community and your only community is other people that grew up like you and you develop yeah. a hard shell and that's the only way you can survive Oh, definitely man. and none of them were musicians either they were just they were just there to to dance or do the the dance stuff and like up their pennies. yeah yeah and just to like beat people up that was all as, they, a, they, as a part of the metal community for so long the whole crew mentality thing it it was something that was so foreign to me and it was just like that's just gonna be a part of this thing that i'm never gonna be a part of because that one kind of is dorky right it's pretty nerdy to speaking like, of crews animosities that's what they were the ones who kind of like filled me in more after that um they definitely they came have, across them way more than we did oh because... there would be times there i was let's listen to a zach Oren episode i think it was with cheney naveen where a crew went to their recording studio to fight them like well they're, they're they're at castle ultimate or something and they're just waiting to fight them like like out in the parking lot at a recording studio because they knew they're going to be there and like Such trying to fight them time, <laughs> i'm like dude, they, they so spent sick, money dude. and gas to get to that place to go do that <laughs> it's all about street cred baby yeah and they all spent money on snacks because they needed to fuel up right they needed their fucking monster energy drinks and <laughs> yeah, it's like Gotta it's like a drywall. beef jerky. <laughs> <Gotta eat their laughs> it's basically like an, a mixture of too much confidence and testosterone, and like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like mixing those together and being like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it in real life and conquer." My card, my magic, the Gathering card's gonna be way sicker, but it's gonna be a baseball bat in yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Anyways, a couple nails in it or whatever. 
All right. So Novin Leaping Witness takes a <laughs> you're welcome. Take a hiatus and mm-hmm. uh you have some kids and then you get bored of your kids and you start a band again or start the band up. Kids. That's about Jesus. it. Right? Yeah. You, your kids, you hate your kids and then you <laughs> went to <laughs> That's what yeah, just I said. didn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was kinda like <clears throat> um we stopped being active, I think two thousand ish um and you know our drummer quit and then once we lost our drummer that you you, in washington state there are three four drummers and they're either in unearth or they're (laughs) in five bands already so Mm -hmm. it was just like well we can't we can't do this so and i was got a career and you know had kids so we took a break and then uh we had you know all these songs that we used to play live that were basically just floating out there in the ether and like we're gonna forget it soon like we might as well record it so lj and i just we sat down we recorded all the music i programmed all the drums and all the synths and everything um and we just like well let's just release it this is before i knew how to release things properly or mix things properly holy crap it sounds so awful and we released this 2019 album called holocaust um and we're like this this was really cool let's let's do this some more maybe we'll just We'll just keep doing this online because it works and it did work but then we started itching to play shows and and then i found uh devon mm, who just left the room so oh sorry guys <laughs> oh I'm he's back, back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we already, yeah well we heard exactly what the context of finding devon was so so uh, sam though i have a question for you though because a band like you're up and coming you're trying to figure things out. You're doing a self-release. If there's a band out there that you could give advice to that's trying to do something without a label, how would you recommend they go about it? Just take your time and don't rush everything. I think everyone is so excited. You know, they record their music and they're they're throwing up teasers left and right to a very low fan base. And it's just, that doesn't really work unless you have a lot of hype and you're really big. Otherwise, you're kind of just throwing stuff out there that people are going to forget. Once you release the album, they're not going to remember any of those riffs. So like mm-hmm. once you get your masters back, hopefully you have masters and you didn't just mix it and Reaper by yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, you got these tracks, you're like, I got to upload these now and I'm going to upload the whole album right now. It's just take your time and have a plan. Like you have a spreadsheet of like YouTube, uh, um, like channel like uh, album reviewers or guys that you know react and jump on their chairs when they hear a sick breakdown you know instagram <laughs> facebook stuff like that um, that's true make sure you have a uh you're ready to sacrifice a slice of your life to yeah, yeah. staying and, on top of that as well mm-hmm. and posting it like i'll see so many bands that this is really picky and weird just because i'm I'm very into social media and how we do things like people just upload like five videos at once in at like 11 o'clock at night and then they won't post anything for like a week and a half and then they'll upload a bunch of pictures like upload one fucking picture a day sorry mm-hmm. upload one picture a day like peak time when people are home you wait till five o'clock in the afternoon 10 o'clock in the morning those are like the peak hours just one picture at a time otherwise you're wasting all of the stuff that raises your internet clout and it's just not going to work mm-hmm yeah, it's crazy like to actually learn about I've had some friends that are super deep in like what do they call them funnels or tunnels and like trying to get like the algorithms to work in their 
they're ordered to have like more views and like there's certain times to post things or certain mm-hmm. ways to go about it there's like I, I don't know chance is like a total dork with this stuff you like went into like marketing you know this big marketing speech with me and showed me tunnels and how they work on facebook and stuff and how you mm. get more it's like it's like technical metal but for marketing <laughs> i was <laughs> like i was like what the fuck and he's like there's so many ways to like catch the algorithm and stuff that like people mm. are trying to get and like follow yeah fucking algorithms dude yeah that's geek. kind of fucking silly to me though too <clears throat> i just feel like kind of weird where i'm like this i'm like a trying to catch the uh, i'm thinking of like finding i'm doing a fucking disney movie reference now but finding nemo or, or finding where they catch the they gotta catch the fucking eac whatever the fuck that is where boom and <laughs> and there's I these did. little fucking like streams that you gotta catch but it's like you got to be able to get in and catch it at the right time. Well, I think probably an like... easier an easier analogy would just be like if you're in the water, you got to go catch the wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a wave's coming like you got to like push it off at the right time and catch the wave, you know. It's I like, like Anthony's if you push at the wrong time. Or I don't even me. yeah. It's like oh, that really together right now. Really I'm all high up. like oh dude, I haven't talked in a while, dude. I got to fucking say something, dude. Disney, dude. No, it's like when Nemo fucking goes underwater and they're trying to find him and then like they catch him somehow and then like they pull him out and they like make him they make his no album so just no different than what I just fucking said right there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, well, so I mean, but no, more specifically, Sam, my question was more like you you answered some of it, but like would be like how let's say like what do you do you got the master what do you do like what do you just go to cd baby and go like cool we're done or how how do you like create a a non-labeled band and like produce music to sell to people well what we did is we we reached out to a lot of youtubers a lot of facebook promoters Mm -hmm. we tried to reach out not necessarily pr companies just because we didn't have that kind of cheddar um but um you know, just anyone that'll help post it um, and spread the word, really, before we even had a date. Um, and I'll actually tell you one big mistake we made is we, after we had all of our promotions kind of figured out, um, we uploaded to CD Baby. We did our single first and then our album and released our single June 1st, 2021. We, I think three weeks before it came out, um, um, my vocalist had emailed maybe like two labels, um, could have been three, I'm not sure. <clears throat> and one of them was Willow Tip, and they emailed back and they're like, "Hey, we're we're interested in releasing this album with you guys." Uh, we're like, "Oh, that's sick." And they're like, "But you like are uploading music soon?" We're like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't like <laughs> you shouldn't announce that you have have music coming in three weeks and then shop your album wherever." Like, yeah, that's that's fair. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but you also weren't expecting any. a fucking you weren't expecting the response like to yeah. have like like to have a, a label go like oh yeah we're down to do it you're like oh shit they're down to do it like okay well we're yeah, down to all. yeah so that probably changed the dynamic of of how all that happened yeah absolutely and you know had we known that would have been received well we probably would have reached out to way more labels before we did anything but again we were just excited to put it out um, and exactly you just got to take your time and. That actually explains kind of the, the original advice. Uh, I get it now. Yeah, that's a good 
good thing to have in mind. Being prepared and like, I mean, it's like with Black Dahlia, like talking, you know, figuring out when when they blew up. They were they Willowtip was down too. Willowtip was like, "Fuck yeah, we're gonna do it," and then they just sent it to everyone. And then while they were talking to Willowtip, Metal Blade came and was like, "Ah, we'll do it." And they're like, "What?" You know. So it was like, I guess it was more of a it was a numbers game, just like sending it to everyone and just you know pissing in the dark just some hopefully someone like grabs something you know it's like mm-hmm. and, and just actually finding it but like yeah if you already announced a a song or a, or something coming out and like a label's like we want you it's like girl can you take that down because yeah. uh, we would like to do it professionally and make sure it's like i got promotion behind it and stuff like that but Next, i see you know, and another thing i'll see bands do is uh upload their music to cd baby or distro disco distro kid um, uh-huh. and they'll upload everything onto there like two weeks before they have their date set. Like two weeks, like that's not enough time for them to send it to all the, the proper distributors. And especially if you want, you know, your songs to be featured on the Spotify playlists, they need like, at least two to three weeks to have that stuff ready. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And there are bands that won't upload their music to Spotify at all, which is, I think that's kind of crazy. Like I get that they don't pay out, but that's, that's where all of your exposure is. Like, I think that coming no from the music on SoundCloud, coming no, from the music sure. that we play, we're used to not getting paid for our Fuck art yeah, dude. already from yeah. the beginning, you know? So Spotify for us is just another way for people to be exposed to what we do. Yeah. So it really doesn't trip me out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody who's making millions of dollars on their music, which is a lot harder now than it used to be around our, my twenties, you know, um, I think that, uh, it's a, it's a, it's got a piss. Go for it. Um, it's a, it's, it's different for each artist really. Like I, I just like that people can be exposed to severed and odious mortem and, listen to what we did because i never made money on it in the beginning of it and i still am not today it's just we do it because we like making art yeah exactly yeah, yeah we we make money off merch that's it and right <laughs> and if know. we could be fucking not lazy and make some odious mortem i guess severed's got some merch going but that's all troy shout out <laughs> to troy love you bro thanks for troy. doing that <laughs> cool uh should we get Brian in the mix? Yeah, dude. Um, Hi, Brian. Welcome, oh, Brian. Forgot about you. Know, Brian's been waiting for a long time. He's been here with us the whole time, listening to uh, Devin. And I'd like to hear about Brian, but I also like to hear about Sam too. And I'm glad that we're only an hour into this, so we do have plenty of time. If you guys are ready to to give us all your stories, but I want to go into Brian right now. What's up, Brian? Oh, I, oh, he's got he's muted or something. Oh, Brian, Brian, you're <laughs> muted. You can call him whole. No, he's still. <laughs> That's what we call him. Still um, muted. Yeah, it's some other mute. Because if you're actual you, microphone, I think I can see him toggling, but it's not changing up for us. Oh no! I don't know. I. Oh, All right, how about now? Hey, yeah, there it is. Um, had my setting. Uh, on my focus right and not my actual webcam. So, hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Brian. Thanks for being um, with us, brother. Yeah, no worries. Um, 
Mexico so maybe, was the entire time. Yeah, maybe uh, just. I, was sorry, it? my bad. Oh, no, go uh, ahead. Go I've, ahead been kind of, I've been like coughing like crazy all day today. So I didn't want any of you guys to have to deal with my bullshit today. So. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to be bullshit. I just I'm genuinely want to hear your story, I, dude. I just added you on Facebook, and you know when you add someone, you get more of their, their feed or more of them on your feed. So you've been posting some funny shit about having just taken five days off and needing a day off your first day back. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's the most relatable fucking thing ever, dude. Like, So, yeah. Well, yeah, we just got back from a three-day you know, three uh, show run. Um, we played in Bend, then Yakima, and then Tacoma, and then you know, it was actually like my first time being able to like live in a van and go do that for a little bit. <clears throat> and um, I enjoyed myself way too much, honestly. Um, and so, yeah, now having to come back to reality and go back to my day job is just like. Just quit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even Wise that words from the professor, dude. Yeah. He's already selling right. enough blood and cum. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear <laughs> come come actually is a pretty good fucking money maker, dude. You want to say what you want though, but me selling my plasma is actually paid for all my cliff bars for that run, so I don't want to hear about it from you. So, what's the, so plasma means they just dri- they take blood and then they they harvest the plasma from your blood. Yeah, they basically like put your blood into like a little jar that's like about like a centrifuge. So. Like a, it's like um, a yeah. concentrate. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like blood dabs. Plasma into the bottle and all that fun stuff and trip what's yeah. crazy is what they do with the plasma afterward is they put it in sci-fi rifles <laughs> hell yeah yeah i, 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 I would uh <laughs> i just i'm i'm literally thinking of a stormtrooper shooting little Come. brian plasma <laughs> all over the fucking yeah. so uh <laughs> So you guys, I saw some footy from the the little run, the the footy? footage, footy footage. Damn, I'm getting old. Come on, bro. Uh, come on, a cum trooper. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, you guys had some good crowd participation in Bend. Apparently, that was sick. Yeah, no, it was. Um, that was actually my first show that I played in upwards of ten years. So to come back to that, you know, it was. Like, yeah, I could definitely do this a lot more often. And I definitely do miss doing this for sure. What what uh, what venue was it in, Ben? I'm sure it's the one I've played a couple times. Uh, Silver Moon, I think it was. Oh, shit. Silver Never mind. That is yeah. not. Oh, one of your brewing hookups, Sam? Actually, no. It's weird. We booked the show, and then the promoter told me where it was. I was like, oh, shit, that's one of my breweries. And uh, I reached out to the my, my rep there, and he was like, open bar tab for you guys but it turns out that they did that for the bands anyway so didn't matter <laughs> he's trying to just be like oh dude you got some special shit it's just yeah. the normal shit yeah. it was a really nice brewery though it's really nice yeah yeah bend is all good i mean where you guys live is is gorgeous but bend was like one of my favorite cities i've ever been to super fucking rad yeah uh like the other thing that was cool about that place is even though it was at a brewery it was all ages and like coming from small rural kind of areas you know i know ben's not the smallest but it's a kind of a rural area that stuff's so important to like the to kids growth and like it was so nuts man just like all these kids just enjoying themselves with other people and 
I mean, you guys, you saw the footage, dude. That was so many people. Like, totally, dude. Yeah, and I, I can, cool. I'm thinking of myself at that young age and being a part of like yeah. a crowd, that collective, you get into that collective consciousness where you catch that vibe where you're in a room where, yeah. And that at a younger age is awesome, dude. Yeah. Most of my best concert experiences was before I was 21 for right. sure. I remember yeah, me too. 16. I thought, I think at 16, I may have been the most like emotionally invested in a show, you know, yeah, where absolutely. I, I totally let it take me and I didn't give a fuck what happened, you know? Mm hmm. And yeah. I'm, that that is kind of like that dragon we're all chasing, I guess. After that, you know, yeah, you can get close, but I don't know. There yeah. isn't somebody. There isn't. There's few bands that'll get me to lose a shoe and get my fucking face ripped off in a fit. <laughs> you know, and that happened at sixteen. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, especially in areas, you know, rural areas like that, like there's nothing to do, and like. You know, drinking is like w what I did when I was younger because there was nothing to do. But right. like my buddy Garrett has a band uh, called Foes and they're out of uh, out of band. They're like a grindcore, hardcore kind of band. And those dudes are really helping build that scene. And like they've totally built it into something worthy of a lot more bands coming. Um, the band has always kind of had a scene, but it's always been up and down and not really mm -hmm. connected outside world at all but like foes really actually like go out of their way and do tours and whatnot so they're building it for those kids there so it, it's working it's cool it is uh, awesome yeah. to see like a like you know i've talked about it 20 times on the podcast but like going to sacramento i moved there in 2011 and like saw the metal scene there and it was like yeah there was like you know 15 20 people there at the show like supporting and gabe me and gabe were friends back then like we still are friends, but I'm saying like that's 2000. We've been friends since like 2007, or eight, something like that. But like, and then seeing it go like slowly go to like 2016 or um, 2019 is when I actually moved out and moved back. And it was fucking like, like I've told them a million times, it's been like 150 people on a fucking Tuesday for fucking Kennedy Vale and like symbolic or, you know, it's like these local bands, but it's fucking 200 people. It's like a big show. It's like, and it's a work night and i'm like it's really cool to see this like to see the scene slowly build up and actually have steam and then other bands are coming from it and coming like flub and all these bands come out of um that area and just like people want to one up each other and have fun and jam with them and there's a bar there and it's like cool to see people try to like get on the same page you know i think that the scene up there probably started before what i'm about to mention but i think that literally a lot of the smaller underground venues in the city and in the bay area closing down it, we're gonna start with the pound the pound i think was the fucking start of the downfall really yeah yeah you know like once the pound was gone i think that it kind of slowly crumbled in the bay. money wise it's not really worth keeping a venue around there totally so but expensive. i'm just saying so i'm not i'm not saying that the scene popped up because of that because obviously those bands were probably already you know bubbling up before this but i think that 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 being uh somewhat adjacent to the bay you know a couple hours out of the way and the scene that was you know around that and kind of knowing that that might be the next northern california spot where all these tours are hitting 
that kind of was a, a cool thing for that scene to be already you know established and getting to bubble up and then we get to start to notice it because they're opening up for all these tours that are going through sacramento now instead of the bay area and and it is really cool to shine the light on these other little bubbles we, you know you were talking about this and then it always brings me into this bubble talk where it's these little like pockets of around the country that just like love this shit and it just naturally gets concentrated and spreads out from there and there's all these little cool scenes that i wouldn't it be cool to just be like all right now i i have access to every fucking sick scene that you know that i would be interested in and you could just dig in on all that instantly but i don't know there's so many bands like i remember even new mexico we'd play in new mexico and there'd be like bands that just shredded so hard and i was like but the scene wasn't there like the people weren't there to watch it they would just be the openers for the tour or something <clears throat> you'd go play and all of a sudden we'd watch this band like what the fuck is that was yeah, that uh insane that was probably fields of elysium i'm guessing <clears throat> possibly <laughs> like that, there's been yeah, so that... many bands that were just like even they were just like native american dudes all oh, like yeah. like long hair just like and they were like killing like over like christian on acid playing like <laughs> shredding stuff and i'm like this is so sick this is right and there's like seven guys there to watch him i'm like yeah. well the scene has to do a lot with the social environment that's what i thought sacramento had um which is like everyone was just going there like, oh i don't want to miss out on hanging out with everyone and watching cool music it wasn't just like um oh this band's shredding you know it was like there yeah. was people that were kind of like wanted to like group together and have a beer with each other it was like an excuse to go get together on a work night and have a beer and or have a, a soda if you don't drink beer and uh just how hang exciting, out how exciting is it to first hear flub for the first time dude oh yeah i mean they're symbolic too i remember them just opening up for stuff and i'm like this guy is fucking good this guitar player this this whole band's really good and same with the i mean i've known kennedy vale for like 15 years but watching them in the beginning and watching them go from where i first saw them which was like yeah you guys yeah, got some work <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> yeah. so like like watching yeah watching them like their newest you know music they put out now and i'm watching them play i'm like holy fuck you guys are they have you guys did the work. stage yeah they have like literally like they're not all like you can tell like a passive i've been noticing this like trend of s passive slam bands like where they're like they're making this brutal music where they're like walking around stage all awkward like yeah uh, <laughs> but, but i'm like if you just like if you just felt it and just like went with the, and just said yeah. fuck it and went with it like the whole crowd would be into it like you're so close but like i see the like the kind of a, a apprehension of like showing that they're like into it you know yeah they're yeah, like yeah. i mean it's called nervousness i guess but like you, you, I can feel it on stage, and I'm like, they just like look all like they're doing a talent show, rather mm -hmm, than like mm -hmm. you see like like Stabbing came out of nowhere and uh, Bree, I forget her name, Bree, uh, the singer of Stabbing, Bridget? I just Bridget, she just came out and was just fucking gave it to you, and was like, I don't give a shit, I'm just gonna headbang. Yeah. But the music's it's ignorant slam, it's rad, it's heavy, it's fucking, but like she her stage presence made the crowd do stuff, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well that helps like. That's like forty percent of doing well live is like that's just believing it. I, I honestly yeah. think that's sixty percent of our live shows. LJ, he's like he's a phenomenal he's a, he's a phenomenal vocalist, but you know he does vocals different live than in recordings. But that's because he puts so much energy into his movement on stage. Like he is really quiet, incredibly reserved, and like 
in the real world. And then he gets on stage and he's he's just a goblin. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it's it we we play like technical-ish music. So it, there's also that part where you have to bridge the gap between really concentrating and playing well mm-hmm. and yep. making sure you're being entertaining. So like that's where the fun faces come in. Or yep. yeah, it's doing something. If I mess up a little bit, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. No, whatever. Yeah, yeah totally. It's like it's it's just like the confident like there's a confident I don't know what it looks like for myself like doing it, but for me it would just be getting drunk and going on stage <laughs> and not caring. Fuck, I yeah, I used to call it, I used to call it stage sauce, like all the all the fucking you know, bands I'd be friends with and stuff. But watching, you know, bands like like um you know, like a more well known band like Whitechapel, like touring with them and becoming friends with Phil on on tour, like he was the quietest dude I've ever met. Like that guy like talked to no one. He was that dude has like severe pain. <laughs> like he's not trying to be like I like he's not trying to be like, oh I'm I'm Jonathan Davis. Like, <laughs> like he dude is like, oh yeah, whatever. He's he's nice to everyone, you know, but like talking to him, I'm like, holy shit. And then he gets on stage and just lets it all out. And just to see that go from like how he is actually as a human and then on stage and then back to that. It's like it's definitely his release and he was and really good the other night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you saw him the other night? Yeah. With the Archspire tour, yeah. Fucking oh, bad. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's cool to see that like when you actually behind the scenes hang out with them a bunch and then see them cuz I saw them as a popular I mean band when we were touring with them and I was like, "Oh, Breakdown City, here we go." Again. Yeah. I was like talking about just shit. Like <laughs> and then I just became a bunch of like, great friends with them and was like, "Oh, you guys are sick. I love you guys." And so they just are the same people from when they started to where they are now and that's that's another thing i really respect is like egos did not get involved with them like they're just yeah the southern hospitality you know but um so you guys have some shows wait wait wait, wait, wait. we totally drifted from brian immediately oh brian finally was pissing and then brian was talking so um yeah professor i thought you'd be better than this i thought you'd direct this better I'm only one, dude. You He's guys only got one machete, cool. and and this episode specifically <laughs> rolled that machete very quick. <laughs> you have to resharpen it. it to get through these deep. Joel weeds, missed last weeds. week, so he's on a fucking weeds are grown like weeds. The weeds are grown like bamboo this fucking week, guys. Um, I know. I wanted. I wanted to real quick before it's too late. Shout out, you guys are playing some shows. Oh hell yeah! Up, and I'm gonna cover up Devin and myself so that you guys can see the details of them. Um, what are these shows uh, that you guys have coming up? So that uh, so that one is actually going to be, sorry, uh, that one's going to be tomorrow in Pullman. Oh, shit. So oh nice. It's going um, so to be about an hour and a half drive of Spokane, where I live, so I'm basically going to be just booking it right after work at 5.30 to go to the venue. Um, but yeah, Pullman, Washington. Um, we're going to be playing with my buddies in Age of Nephilim and Fan buddies in Odyssey. I dig that name, then, Age of Nephilim, dude. Isn't Nephilim that dude? That's a that's a Mega Mike's old band. Remember he was telling really? us about yeah, Age of Nephilim. Yeah, yeah I don't remember him actually being episode. in the band though. Was he really? He used to be. Uh, yeah. He was shouting yeah, them out man. for sure. Was Why it, you gotta I, I forget. Out, this is a very recent episode, and I now don't remember that. And then, and then, we do too many of these things, guys. Are you doing an off uh, a Zenith passage show? Fuck yeah. Yeah, Where's that going to be? So then we're going to be playing at the Big Dipper, which is my home venue in Spokane. Nice. Um, Yeah. 
we're going to be playing Age of Nephilim and Odyssey. will be joining us again, and then yeah, dude, oh, uh, yeah. hitting up uh, the Zenith Passage on their off date. I think with Allegiant is who they're touring yeah, with. Yeah, yep, they're on tour with it. Yeah, I know they were just blowing me up yesterday. Going like, are you going to be here? I'm like, dude, Sacramento's three hours away. I got work tomorrow. Fuck you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, no, that's yeah. I know I'm bummed. I missed that. I'm fucking bummed they didn't play like SoCal on this run. But uh, say what's up to Chris from Zenith Passage, my bandmate and dreamer, and uh, of course the other dudes in Zenith, all fucking legends. Shout out homies. to the Beatty man. And dude, that new record, <laughs> holy! You heard it? Shit. I've uh. heard. I've heard quite a bit of it. And uh, dude, it's I. I'm just gonna say it. Epitaph too, dude. It's. I know. It's I can here. tell. Oh. Just, Justin and uh, Derek were talking about like how how like um into it uh just because justin kind of disappeared and went like into a like a yogi fucking knocking this shit out like trying to make the craziest album he could and i know he's obviously insanely talented so i can't wait to hear what he did he said uh he said at the end of it, he's like i'm never doing another tech record again it just <laughs> fucking destroyed yeah, yeah. me but like the fruits of his labor will be appreciated for all time so he'll do oh, it again yeah. when he gets the response probably. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. When he yeah, realizes he can be Muhammad and fucking <laughs> yeah, sees the there's, a, there's a Muhammad vacancy. Like someone's got to be the next Muhammad, you know? <laughs> like... Dude, but uh, yeah, no, that, I'm really stoked on those guys, and I'm, I'm I've been excited for you guys getting to play with Zenith, and uh, yeah, and I wish I was out on that run, <clears throat> at least able to see this tour. So yeah, it's it it's weird because we used to before our hiatus, basically any time there was a national act coming through Seattle. It was us or maybe three other bands that would open. So hmm. this is, I, I don't don't want to take that path anymore where I'm relying on national acts to gain yeah. you know, bands. I'd rather do it organically and authentically. But hmm. we were actually asked to play this in a city we've never played before. And I feel like that's a big step up from asking a venue an hour away from where we live, where we play all the time if we can open for it. So yeah, I local feel like opener. this is a good bigger step for us. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. So, Brian, talk about your childhood a little bit, dude. Tell us, uh, bring us bring <laughs> us up to speed a little. Uh, you, heard how, you heard how uh, Devin <laughs> or Devon, I heard Sam say Devon. How am I supposed to say it, dude? I think it, he was Devin Devon, but I go by Devin. All right. Uh, it's, it's so Devin, Devin, yeah, you heard how Devin did it, dude. Let's let's hear a little bit of that from you, dude. Think think uh, of some uh, early memories with art and music that you can give us. Um, basically, about as early as it gets. I had a buddy. I think I met him in like sixth grade or something like that. He had like a drum set and a guitar in his house and stuff like that, and we would just go and kind of just diddle around and go hang out and you know, make some noise, not even really music at this point. Um, and that's kind of how I convinced my parents, like, hey, you should buy me a drum set. And they were like, well, drum sets are expensive and they're way too loud. How about a guitar? And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and, you know, it was cool. They were pretty supportive of me doing it. Um, around seventh grade or so, I started getting into heavier music. I was starting to get into, like, uh, Shadows Fall and Chimera and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um Nothing too crazy, uh, but you know, it's like just crazy enough to where if I wanted to try to find a guitar teacher in my town, I can bring that to them and be like, hey, can you teach me how to do stuff like this? They'd always be like, oh, well, why don't you try to learn, uh, what is it, Van Morrison? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how old are you, Brian? I'm 31. 
Okay, okay. So like just yep. figuring out the time of what yeah what you're getting into at the time and stuff like that. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so about the mid two thousands or so. Um, yeah. And to kind of jump back onto what Devin was saying earlier, I was um, listening to satellite radio because you know my parents had like the direct TV like with the channel nine thousands you know being in the satellite yep. radio or whatever. Yeah. Um, I turned on one of the uh, metal stations and lo and behold, I heard um, Inoue Satana by Emperor. Okay. And I just kind of snowballed and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's dark and I'm really interested in it. And then, you know, I started getting into like uh, creator and um, you know, when they played enemy of God on that same channel and uh -huh. what is, what is up with you guys up there and just getting a, dump of fucking black metal download with emperor <laughs> immediately dude like yeah. i just don't understand this this is, doesn't compute in my brain because dude, i'm like about, we were talking about the fucking they have a bunch that. of fog they have a bunch of fog and <laughs> actually, what? that's so crazy how that just so. blows my mind that the weather could make it to where you guys are more acceptable for fucking no he's he's california man yeah oh, okay okay Oh, okay. Don't you dare blame Washington on <laughs> what part of California are you in, Brian? Uh, Santa Maria. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I'm up in Spokane now, but I moved up here in like 2014. Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Um, Santa Maria, yeah. where's that? What, what SoCal? That's... Yeah, so you know where San Luis is? San Luis Obispo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Five minutes down the 101. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So, um, you've probably driven through it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a small town that smells like broccoli all the time. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually um, went to Arroyo Grande, which is just past Santa Maria, this weekend to see my, my mom for Mother's Day. And um, we were on the Arroyo Grande downtown, and there was like a fucking hardcore show happening in a kid's store. So after dinner, I went down and saw, I think there was one band from Santa Maria that played. They were really shitty. Um, but it was <laughs> right. sick to see like just some local hardcore shit go down like, like what's know. up kb toys yeah, exactly no, like, <laughs> like the walls were fucking <laughs> like pink the walls were pink inside and yeah it was, Damn. it was pretty random but uh i don't know i mean i would love if there was enough of a scene so that you could do a tour stop in that area as opposed to like fresno or whatever in the summer when it's too hot you know but um, I think we're a little ways away from that. I think they have like a reggae scene and shit out there, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I could touch on that one later too. Um, but Cali, you know, Cali I, death pod, you know, there's Cali is part yeah. of it. So. Um, so, you know, my sophomore year of high school rolls around and, you know, I'm at this point, I'm like starting to get into like children of Bodom and stuff like that. And my buddy, um, I meet my buddy, Anthony, who's also a guitar player. You know, we just hung out and um, he started showing me some like heavier music, like conducting from the grave. And, mm -hmm. you know, back when uh, Drew Winter was still in the band, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've every once in a while, whenever I do talk to that guy, I do have him like, hey, do you still have those Drew Winter tapes? You know, like you want to send them to me because you can't find that shit anywhere anymore. Um, but yeah, I started hanging out with him and then one of my buddies who moved up, who actually moved to Santa Maria from, I think, you know, Sacramento, I think it was. It was okay. somewhere up there. Um, he started introducing me to like Agaloc and uh, Watain and, you know, black metal too. And 
Um, and then my buddy Anthony was like, dude, have you ever heard of this band called Necrophagist? And yeah, he yep. started introducing the faceless and, you know, and it just sort of, it just became a weird, just sort of like all my buddies being like, Hey, you should check this band out, you know? And that's kind of, and I kind of appreciate it that way because it's like, I kind of can get into bands more like the transition to listen to bands is more easily attained that way. I feel like because yeah. they're kind of off of your current interests and, you know, mm, definitely. Uh, De I mean, doesn't, don't you think like a, a, to me, I'm like, just thought about it just now where you're talking is like playing guitar is such a, it's, it's, it's niche. It's not super niche, but like playing music and technical music is like kind of niche. You know what I mean? And when you yeah. get into it and you start to understand like how hard this is to do, it just, then you find a band like Necrophagist or something and you're like, or, or as uh, Anthony would say, Necrophagist. But um, no, like, we used to say, what did we used to say? Something that has the, Necro the hard necrophagist. No, that's not. You, so I, when I, I toured with them, it was walking. It's. I was like, "What is it, Muhammad? What is it?" He's all necrophagist. Oh yeah. Like, God yeah, damn yeah. it! But uh, <laughs> you're thinking. But I'm, I'm so, I, I told him it's still phagist. It's still phagist, dude. Sorry, from California, it's phagist. But um, like it's kind of. It's awesome as far as like expressing your art and like finding the more progressive, crazy things to do. But it just kind of like it makes it so like, hey, dude, check out this like harder thing to do. Do you want do you want less people to listen to your music too? <laughs> and do you want to like wait, try way harder? It's kind of like a it's like a kind of a cyclone of like, hey, do you want to like not have many fans and be way sick? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like to <laughs> yeah. me, like I mean, if I, later I found out I was like because I was like so fucking hardcore on just like what I listened to and was just like. No, it's got to be technical, crazy. And then, like, as I get older, I'm kind of like, ah, I, I, I was just the... talking about this last night, dude. We're we've accepted this uh, subconsciously and consciously yeah. earlier that we're we're just like part of this musicians musician type little subsect of things where it's just this little tiny corner that we're like, this is. This is what we. This is the language we speak. This is the the feeling, the vibes that we feel, and it it's just like it's kind of you guys are just musicians for musicians. Well, we talk about the pound closing down, but how big was Necrophagus quitting? That was. Yeah. They were fucking yeah. headlining everything. They were like selling out <laughs> huge. They were technical death metal that was selling out like humongous play. Like we played in Spokane with them at the knitting factory there in spokane and like it was fucking huge like and like every place we went with them was huge like and people were like the pound was in, sold out when we yeah yeah pound. it was like every it was like technical death metal is huge was like they were they kind of fucked everyone over i'm not gonna, I'm actually gonna like as far as them quitting they were on top and they were kind of leading <laughs> holding the flag and they were like like, nah, like i'm gonna go work for bmw I'm gonna go work for BMW yeah. or something. I'm just like, like I'm gonna Audi. make more money. It was Audi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audi. Yeah, yeah. That's and what just I like heard. totally took off. Yeah, just totally took off from like he held the he had it like we had it like technical death metal had its chance to be like a big genre. But think about like, this, dude. And I'm just thinking from the you know my profession. I'm in automotive and all that kind of shit. Um, I, if I remember correctly, all the rumors that I've heard, whatever he does, it's like he's um you're dedicated to one vehicle you get you're a part of the whole build of oh, okay one vehicle. i always heard it was an engineer you know? from bmw that, i always heard it, that. I, it, 
Audi, I think, yeah. might be even like a sub thing of BMW. I don't know. Oh, it's like an Acura to a Honda? Yeah. <laughs> or above. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm totally talking out of my ass. But either way, okay. what I heard. Right. Gilbert's. It, so even straight. if all this. Oh, am I talking? <laughs> okay, I'm talking out of my ass. Okay, okay. BMW and Audi are not really. Oh, that's what you know, you're, you're the car guy, oh, yeah. Anthony. No, I'm not Jesus. the car guy. Gilbert's the car guy. I just fucking work on them, dude. Well, all day long. I if I worked on guitars, I would know. If I work. I work on cars, and then at the end of the day, <laughs> what is my interest? Death metal and fucking weird movies. Dude. I'm just you telling know? you the brutal truth, dude. That you. <laughs> yes, it is the brutal truth. You really brutal there, truth huh? is the guy can fucking make your car go straight and make your tires wear evenly. And he would not give a fuck about your. You live car. in San Francisco, and you don't you don't like straight cars. I mean, I mean gig. Anyways, um, so but as far as uh, <laughs> you fucking you homophobe. Anyways, homophobe. Audi is Volkswagen. Okay, so okay, gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, still anyway, though, my point my point is the technical part. The, the I know cars and stuff. I'm still part of. I know cars. As well, cars. I get it, but I'm saying that. I think Muhammad's the reason why technical death metal kind of went kind of like dipped. And then, remember, tech death was kind of like it was almost like deathcore for a while. People were saying like, oh, it's just tech death. And people would like brush it off as like like mm-hmm. deathcore. People like, oh, it's tech death. Well, I don't like that. So and then it's kind of like, making a resurgence now. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was but, like used to be kind of like a past like, oh, fuck, it's tech death. Fuck that. You know? Well, yeah. you look at like all these tours that have happened, the, the tech tech across the west the injury arts fire tour they've done a couple times when i yeah when i saw them in seattle 2019 um I, it was not full it was at elcor zone i mean it was still a good show but it was not packed and yeah. then we go was it last year i think um it was elbow to elbow no same with sanders armpits yep. like i don't know if it had to do with you know every no it's it's timing over and it's timing. Helped. It's timing. It was perfect timing for like, because other big tours would come through. That tour, it was Entheos, Archspire, uh, mm-hmm. and Fury. And remember, because Entheos, like Naveen and Chaney, like lived down the street. Like they were like, they just moved to Nashville and they were like, we're going to come back and get to hang out on this date. And then it was in the small room at the Catalyst. And then it got up, it sold out immediately. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then they moved it to the big room and that sold out. And everyone's like, what the fuck? This must be it. But it's, it was the only Bay Area date and it was that everyone missing shows and finally getting to go to a big show again it was the perfect time there was there was a sweet spot of a tour that you could like have some cool bands and people have been missing shows for so long that like everyone just came from everywhere to see it you know and it just sold out the biggest death metal show in santa cruz history was last year i think it was last year yeah yeah it's just just the timing people were itching to go to shows again so let's also give it up to antheos and their music it's fucking brilliant oh i know too but i mean if they did that again i'm just saying it would probably be like a quarter of the people because people like wanted to go to a show again that's like it's just that time and black dahlia before trevor passed like they went on tour right before that and sold out everywhere i was talking to trevor he's like dude these shows are insane like like oh i think the whole tour was sold out almost and then like that's once people like started hitting these shows over and over again then the next show would be the next tour would be a little less a little less a little less because it was just like taper off because everyone had this you know they missed going to shows because of covid and stuff so i feel like it gives a lot of promoters because i deal with a lot of promoters around here that are bringing shows in like it gives them false hope they try to bring like another band over and it's like oh there was 19 people 
Um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's like it's like the hype kind of like fell off. That was like the prime time to go on tour. You know, I, I'd like to get back into Brian, but in real quick, I want to go around the horn. What was your first show back post pandemic that you were comfortable? It was a full blast. I'm in the zone. I'm I'm back, baby. Type deal where it's like, fuck yeah, I'm in it again. I don't quite uh, remember, but Psycho in Las Vegas was oh yeah pretty soon after. Yeah, Psycho was me. That was for me too. So how far was that Cannibal gig that you and I went to, Joel? Was that how far was that before? Was oh that... no, that was it. It was already over. <laughs> I mean, it was still. You had to have a. You had to have a vaccination card. Have a mask. Yeah, so that still was kind of the deal. But it was like cannibal coming through, and it was like people. That was like, my what? first like thing a... where I literally came back. I was like, "Fuck your mask." Well, for me, if, if a band, shit. if a band like literally had like a band like that, literally was down to take the risk to go on tour, I knew that it was actually going to happen because I knew that a lot of these bands were being very precautious and being like, "I'm not touring." Fuck this. When I saw them book that, I was like, "Okay, I think." we can we're back to like having shows like mm. this is if they're taking that risk that's you know they have the media or the, the insight on all the stuff that's going on and that's going to happen again so that was like that was the coolest one for sure but anyway sam mine, you go i think mine was it might have been veil, veil of Noth and obscura and oh yeah sick uh, yep <laughs> oh yeah pretty sure uh, that was the show that we all got COVID and couldn't play opening that tour. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that was so not you didn't get COVID, COVID that after was... show. You got it pre right before. We yeah. got we got a, a a member showed up to practice and then we all got COVID from that. Oh, Ricky's like, yeah, we I'm gonna blame it. I'm blaming Ricky. Boys. No, it was not Ricky. <laughs> Whatever, it's Ricky. The point of this podcast is Ricky. Ricky, Ricky got sick first, and then it was down to me and. <laughs> Chris he got sick first. He just gave. He just, well, he just him, dude. Just, yeah. No, no, no. He got sick from the other person first. The oh, what okay, other okay. person? I don't know. I was still. <laughs> that was a good so, that's what I'm saying. His other person was outside of the the band bubble, meaning he brought it to the band. No. <laughs> Fucking Ricky, dude. Oh, okay, fine. I know it was Ricky. Uh, I didn't say anything wrong, false, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> Fine, but uh, we're just. But uh, Devin, uh, Devin, what was your what was your first show back? Like, what do you? We kind of felt it coming back. Uh, so the the ocean and leprous. Oh yeah, I was at that show. Like, dude, I was so hyped to go see this. My friend bought me the tickets for my birthday, and I had a really nice run in with a security guy. Um, the venue was packed too tight. And everybody was kind of like going into the the fire lane or whatever, and this dude was freaking out on everybody. And I told him to shut the fuck up because the oh, show that's was good. Crazy. That usually works out good, right? I mean, literally, <laughs> the show is like, like the band's playing. They're like starting their show, and it's this fucking dude like yelling at people. It was just it was mm. the wildest shit I've ever yeah. like encountered at a show like that. And he fucking had them kick me out, and they said I was being aggressive. So. Did you already buy tickets beforehand? You had like a ticket before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. And then, and then the show after that was uh, Lorna Shore. Okay. And, uh, uh, Susan like What is it? Of of fire or something? I don't know. Sulfur. Ricky Herp. Yeah, Ricky Hoover's band. Of sulfur. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of sulfur. That was cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. You no, know, that that ocean ocean uh, leper show when it got to. 
they got to uh, Berkeley, the dude the night before might have been in the show you were at. He yeah. like broke both his legs and like that, was in a yeah, wheelchair. I heard about that. That's so wild, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I, he played he only played one show and is at Berkeley with with the wheelchair. He's all wheeling <laughs> around. And they had like had to take him and they just they just dropped off after that show. They're like, he can do it. But he was like had extreme pain, so his vocals were like extra sick. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like in gnarly pain. But um, guys, that show was amazing. Do you guys were you able to watch the video of Dave Davidson from Revocation fall down and break his wrist and then? Oh, I did. No, I. You know, they, I couldn't watch it, dude. No, that's funny you said that because I was like, they're like, he breaks his wrist and he's like, come on, he's all introducing a song, and then I start seeing him fall and I just close the window before I even saw it happen. <laughs> I just so don't want to watch he, someone what, break does their. Does he get up and try and play again? He, he finishes I, I turned it off. Song. He no, you can see a break in his wrist while he's playing. Yeah, he's like, this is the point where I broke my wrist, and it's clearly when he falls, and then he gets up, and apparently I didn't watch the video. I'm too scared of it, but he yeah, plays me too. it with a broken wrist. He just finishes the song. No Dude, way. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, God, not, that's, what... that's way hardcore, more hardcore than what I'm going to say, but the uh, vocalist of Skinless, what's his name, Joel? Do you remember current Which vocalist one? of Skinless? The... I mean, not the, skin, he was in Skinless, but now he's in Origin. The current yeah, 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 yeah. He's Origin. in fucking Psychroptic, right? Remember now? that video where, thing. where his oh, finger, finger broke sideways? And yeah, yeah, and he goes like, Brent. people while he's doing fucking his, yeah. I'm like, he's all, if I broke my shit, I would have left the stage, guys. I would have been like. If I have a hangnail tomorrow, I'm canceling our show. <laughs> <laughs> if I have diarrhea, I might not be there. Well, honestly, I have diarrhea all the time. Jason Kaiser, that's right. If you read Dave yeah. Dave Grohl's biography, his, his autobiography. Shout out, Jason. Sorry, I can. The, the first chapter is Dave Grohl when he break you. when he broke his leg, and then he went oh, back. Yeah, he went backstage for like like 10, 10 minutes, and then he gets back out on a chair and just plays with his leg. And a guy's him. holding his leg into place. A, a, a medic yeah. is holding his leg uh, in the place shit. while he's playing the rest of the show. And I was I think like, that's, that's... that's the most hardcore shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Gigi Allen like eating his own shit. <laughs> but well, he didn't. He didn't break anything. He actually feels better after shitting. You, know? yeah. you feel better after shitting. You don't feel worse. I don't like. First of all, I'm gonna because I've been drinking. I don't like this whole Gigi Allen like people like wearing their shirt, his shirts, and being like, "Yeah, it's sick, dude." I'm like, that guy's the worst human ever. Like, well, I don't. Really? Yeah, he's the most extreme. I get it. Like, he went way farther. He like killed animals on shit. stage. I tried He's to shit. listen to it. It fucking it His sucks. Terrible. All of it sucks. Yeah, he literally has a song called "Suck My Ass." It smells. <laughs> I mean, I like <laughs> that's probably the best part of it is all the non. He's probably got some super racist well, it's shit like the, in his lyrics and. It's just the punk scene going like, well, he's the craziest, so like he's like, I have to like go to the craziest because like everyone's trying to level up and like he's like punching chicks in the face. Yeah, like, fuck like him, taking dude. his dick out and like trying to like put it. his yeah, I yeah. Don't get it, I'm dude. just like and throwing turds at ki- uh, people. I'm just like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I mean, you win the craziest competition, but I'm glad you're dead. Yeah, but I <laughs> okay. I wasn't I didn't pay to go see that. I'll never pay to go see that competition. Obviously, and I see people I wearing their shirts, be like, yeah, I'm hard, dude. I'm like, dude, you can't get hard. I wonder how sure. many copycats <laughs> happened after he died, dude. How many people shit on stage and wiped it on their own face after Gigi and they were just doing his shit. But either way, dude, that's fucking ridiculous, dude. What's the art in that, dude? I was yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm an animal. Yeah, okay, cool, dude. Go fucking be an animal somewhere else, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, l- a lot Good. of guys that, that I hung out with in my high school years uh, were super into Gigi. 
And yeah. so like they, you know, we'd be like hanging out, getting stoned or whatever, like watching videos. And I'm just like, holy shit, dude, did that guy just eat his shit? Like, yeah. like I mean, it, it's like, it's terrible, dude. And like, and it's I mean, terrible it's punk music. Quarters, like, but like, I, I have friends that are like avid collectors of his VHS and his stuff. Oh yeah, I've seen him. I've but seen it all. Yeah. My first band, and his brother rocks the Hitler stash and, and Nazi memorabilia. You're just like, fuck these guys, dude. Yeah, and well, and like, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't think that those dudes were ever really like, like racist. I just don't. Think no, they're, they cared about. They're just I trying mean, to piss everyone that's, off. That's, but here's my thing, dude. Shit, if you're like, not racist, like, what is the point of? rocking the racism piss, they're trying to piss you no no no, no. Right, the, the right, point right. is that you're no the point is they're you're talking about it they're they're i feel like yeah. they're just trying to do all the hateful things Super to cool. like freak people out and people are like what and Whoa, then that's the, right. you're not supposed right. to do that there. and then it's they're like, gonna be like haha i made you fucking react like what's the point that's what they're doing that's 100 percent. yeah Super before sick, the man. internet yeah, yeah i love yeah. this Some art i'll go pay to go watch this art dude I mean, it's it's, it's more like fart. It's not it's, art. It's closer to like the circus than like a concert. Like yeah, yeah. Closer to going to do that or like watching the freak show or something. That's a donkey show. Yeah, <laughs> donkey. Yeah, it's a donkey show for like punk. It's like with watching poop. a donkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With poop. Extra poop. NP probably pee. So Brian, when did you get into heavy metal? Brian, when did you get into When did you get into scat, brother? Well, about a week ago, Devin started calling me whole. So, you know, <laughs> sure. no, I'm sorry. We already asked you that question, or I remember the answer at least. Um, I don't know. I was just trying to get us back. Um, well, Brian, let's Brian, let's let's nerd on on uh, on guitar stuff. So, I saw before you went dark back there that you had a Ibanez Prestige. Did I see that? Did I see it right? Oh boy, this is my new baby. It is. The, oh no! Whoa, that's sick. Yeah. The RG fifty three twenty and is is definitely at least six car payments. So, <laughs> um, damn! Look, are those a bare knuckle pickups or something in those? Or what uh, kind of... No, they're just the stock Demarzio. I swapped the okay. pickup out for a. I can never remember if it's a Dominion. It's the Mark Morton one from. Lemon okay, Rod. gotcha, gotcha. Um, I just I wasn't happy with the bridge uh, Fusion Edge, so I just yanked that sucker out and just put it in this one and I'm just I'm happy with the response I'm getting from it so damn that's awesome so uh what kind of amp are you playing through sorry guys uh, this is for me now no it's right. all good dude um so for live stuff I'm just going through an XFX Ultra um nice bought myself that from Vance from Vale of Noth uh, as a birthday gift okay. to myself um as you can tell I like to just spoil myself for no readily fucking apparent reason um yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about selling my uh Actually, I thought about this like two days ago. I have the AxeFX uh, AX8, the floorboard one. It's like the it's oh, like yeah. the Ultra. It's I think it's got the same power as the Ultra, but it's a floorboard, so you can change, you can build patches and stuff. I'm thinking about selling it. So if you want to holler at me, brother, I'm just kidding. I was thinking about it. I'm trying to downsize things. I'm just like I'm not playing live shows. I literally have a fucking setup to play. I have like the same setup as Metallica in my room. I'm like for what like i have the matrix power amps and all the things with like the fucking axe effects and i'm like i don't need all this i just need like a fucking sick practice amp and that's it you know you should well, make it I a mean, back line somewhere yeah what you could do before you sell it too is like you could upload it with some uh, pretty awesome presets too and just be like 
hey, I'll include like some of my favorite tones if you just. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so, Axifax, what, what kind of tones are you using? Are you using what, what kind of uh, amp models are you using? Um, just the standard fifty-one fifty. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Uh, nothing too crazy. I am honestly, I'm not really that big of like an amp guy. I'm definitely yeah. more of like a guitars and tone woods kind of guy. Um, you know, I, I like the 5150s. I like, um, I had an angle Powerball back in my day. Yep. And love that thing too. Uh, God forbid you find a, a cab that works for it though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. No, no, totally. But, but yeah, I'm definitely more into like the effects area of the axe effects you know yeah yeah not not the amp copying modeling kind of thing yeah yeah i mean that stuff is cool you know but um i feel like as far as the amp the amp modeling itself i think kemper definitely kind of has fractal beat yeah i mean they're they're made to copy them that's like what they're right you put like a mic and you they literally like take the profile and make an like the copy of the amp in the profile that's that's yeah. The future is going to be ridiculous, dude. I think a lot of the tube amp companies, even though a lot of the old school people like Matt Satello comes over here, like all pissed off that I have a fractal, and he'll bring <laughs> over like two, he'll bring like two tube amps over and be like, dude, my amps are sicker, dude. Like his decrepit amps, just be like, whatever, dude. These are going to be sicker, and then like, I'll play them. He's all, well, yours sounds better, but it's because of the. Uh, <laughs> like, like, if you want like, more money, that's the only reason. Why, <laughs> I don't even know what uh, program Gilbert was fucking with last night, but he w- had some program open where it's literally you can make any combination. That's probably fractal. It's probably because fra- Gilbert was the first fractal, like uh, he was the first he, like for fucking Servile. He was the first. I never heard fractal. That was what year did. Were you guys recording Survival? That really, that came out in two thousand eight. So when, when did you record? So two thousand six, seven, seven. Yeah, probably. yeah. He was like posting on these forums, and I didn't know who he, it said. M. Gilbert, and he's like nerd tone forums on Harmony Central, and he's like, I got this fractal, and he was putting uploading his like uh, samples, and I was like, Jesus, that sounds amazing. And then that's like the new standard now. But um, I do like the live having a tube amp on stage. It sounds better. It pushes air. I get it. But like, I know, I know. Well, you're in you're Seattle or whatever. Obviously, you're gonna like that more. <laughs> you gotta push there. Yeah, like that, sir. Sorry, I'm just no, no, I know, I know. But no, I, I totally agree. I think it's the, I think it's definitely the best overall push of air. And um, I don't think the control is as you can't dial in control as much. But at the same time, like watching a band like Leprous, if you if you stand backstage of Leprous, you can't hear anything. You can hear the drums. They all have in ears. You can just hear them like maybe like hearing. You can hear like dwing dwing on their gu- the guitars, but it's all going to the front of the house. They yeah, can hear yeah. like everything in there. Yeah, it's it's like literally no sound on stage. It's oh the weird weirdest thing. And a lot of bands are doing that now, where you stand behind them and they have these digital setups, and there's no air being pushed on stage. It's all that, drums. That works if you're touring really big, awesome venues with your own yeah. sound guy. But when you're totally. playing a dive bar, it's just no, you can't. Rocking death metal here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> can't push enough air. <laughs> well, like yeah. we, we played with this band in Yakima. They were young. They had a really cool digital setup, and they brought their own PA. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, the sound worked. But seriously, if they played a dive bar, it was just like we have. Here's your one speaker. Like, it would be really hard for them to get the light. Yep. Yep, definitely. Especially if you're not like miking amps and just live sound coming out. Are you like, guys? Push, uh, yeah. Are you guys running uh, your 
patch changes for your guitars on your live session on on, on Damn, the right. We back. Yeah, on his laptop. motherfucker. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So yeah, it took us the part of like three hours to figure out how to do that because we had the the um, MIDI in MIDI out swapped. This is yeah. This is like peak <laughs> peak tech tech. It's like Gad Gad and I were just getting ready for the TLL tour and like that's the last thing you do is you like put your patch changes in the MIDI and then uh-huh. and then you're ready to fucking play the set or whatever and uh, yeah yeah. It, but the like, one thing if you yeah go ahead go ahead. I like I love my my head my head tube amp and all that like the ease of not having to physically switch your channels and oh it's amazing pedal in front of you that really sounds awesome especially like because there are parts where i'm doing backup vocals and i'm i'm switching from a a rhythm channel into a lead channel and doing a backup it's oh yeah and there's like with my because it's a line six hd 100 the bogner tube i've had it for 15 years it sounds amazing it's oh, like I know a, exactly that one. That one, Bogner Line 6. Yeah, remember with that? all the modeling on it. Yep, it I remember that. Oh, so yep. good. But there, yeah, when yeah. you switch channels, there's a slight gap the of way. sound. Yeah, like yep. nothing. Like, eh, eh, like uh, Yeah, yeah. You probably can't hear it live at a live setting, but I can't. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, for me, uh, we played, when I was playing with that band, Son of Aurelius, live, like we would, like Max would set it all up through this like oh. iPad and this weird, like, like we're playing guitar and he's like, "Don't worry about it. It's gonna be all all through the the G major and it's gonna go through and like and like and then he he forgot the adapter and we're playing with Polyphia. Uh, it's sold out. Polyphia, uh, not Antagonist. What's the? It's a bit. It's a bigger. They were bigger than Polyphia at the time. Not, it's like a prog metal. Fuck. Whatever. Periphery? But it's like no, it was Antagonist and not Antagonist. Whatever. Antagonist? I can't think. Was it? Agonist? Agonist? Female vocal? No, no, I, it's not even. Yeah, you guys, I'm gonna be pissed when I send it to you later. But uh, no, it was like a sold out show, and we're all we're like nervous because we haven't played. I mean, I'm like, I just came in, like Carrie convinced me to play guitar, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And it's like all automated switch. This is like 2013 or 12 or something like that. This is like early on with that shit. Yeah, the dawn of doing that shit, and. It was basically an iPad that that Max Zygmunt put into a into a like a, a sleeve like a like a little, like a docking station that would go click and then it would like talk to everything. I don't know. He like like would had the whole mastermind thing and then he forgot the adapter <laughs> at the show <laughs> and so it was. We got to play three songs and uh, a contortionist, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and. Um, it was one of the most embarrassing things we've ever. And then, like Spencer Edwards was like, couldn't find something too, and then he fell off the stage and broke his leg, like like cracked a bone in his leg, and like yeah. we were like, and he played the show too. It's like one of those revocation kind of stories, and he like fell and was like limping, and then like Max didn't have the fucking adapter to do all the the changes for us, and I was like, this is a nightmare. This is a sold out crowd just waiting for us, and like Joel Hastings just calling oh, the promoters, just going like. Hey, dude, you're supposed to be on like 10 minutes ago. What's going on? Like, it's like constantly. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, go, go. And it's like Polyphia is just all on the side, just like watching. It's like, you guys are rookie. I'm like, oh, my God. I know we are. That's fine. But uh, yeah, the, the one thing that's my point is what scares me about all this automation stuff is that if when it doesn't work, like, oh, what's your backup plan? Like, that's well, like... so we, we ran into that this weekend. Um, his, his MIDI changes weren't happening. So. Mm-hmm. 
like we started our set and it's supposed to start off with him on this really ambient clean tone and he struck it open and it was dirty we're like this is what, that's what's gonna happen and, and we just look at each other and we don't both just look like all right i guess you're you're playing it dirty the whole set there's a couple like clean changes but i mean yeah. he, he made it his way through it just fine yeah but yeah I, I don't ever want to play a lead without some delay and reverb that'll sound like a dry heave yeah <laughs> i mean Devin and professor like those are two things that i worry about with drummers is like they have the click and like how you recover from like they have no monitors coming in they're just like yeah oh click it's fine i got it or i got like a uh i got a, in ears it's fine it's all good and then it goes out you gotta be like oh shit how that do, hasn't <laughs> yeah that hasn't happened in in long enough for me to not really have that on my radar especially with like the same rig like the last of lucy rig has never gone out on me so i'm just well, like, knock on fucking wood right yeah. now jesus Christ. but honestly i would just keep playing we'd be fine like fuck it yeah well it's like the, it's like the mental notice of it's not happening like your brain has to understand okay one it's gone two well, where am i in the song so the thing that you did know? happen is we changed the count for one of the songs from like a two bar to a four bar, but then live I forgot. So I just assumed it was a two bar in. So I started two bars early and then fucking we like start and then suddenly like the the song in my head starts and I'm like, oh, fuck, just cognitive dissonance happening. So then I, I like did you slow to, down a little bit. I, I just try to correct to the other way and then we just like fucking scratched it. And we're just like remix and we did it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it scratch. We call it train wreck. Yeah, we train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> I, th that's what I called it in text. I'm like, sorry, I train wrecked, but you know, it was a fucking wild I think, since I played the hey, set. Train wrecks happen, man. The the show yeah. we played in Tacoma, like it was our third day in, so we were feeling really tight, and I was playing my solo, and while playing it, my brain left my head, and I was just like, what the what am I doing? And I, yeah. I hit all the wrong notes. I was like, <laughs> like I'm insane. Yeah, I, yeah. I figured it out, but it was like, yeah, I totally train wrecked that part. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I was I went back on on one of the videos that I recorded of myself and I had a moment just exactly like that where I was like doing a fill and then I like was supposed to go into a breakdown and I'm like, okay, and then went back into it, just like yeah. stopped. Just stopped. Like as long as you're up there having a good time. And right. you you can laugh it off, and not look like you're pissed off that you fucked up. I don't think anybody. Yeah, that's the main thing. So yeah. like uh, I forget who I think Eric from Deeds or someone taught me the lesson of if you fuck up, don't show the audience that you fucked up. Don't like give yeah. it to them. And don't look like, at the person on stage that fucked up. Like what the fuck are you doing? Just, just like because I see that shit and I see like the anger on stage and like well they're like mad at each other and like I'll mm -hmm. stop watching. I'll go pee yeah, or trashy. go get a beer. Like. <laughs> I don't. I, all of a sudden, like I'm like, this is awkward, and I would rather not walk the, watch this because I'm like, I, I know what they're doing with right now, but like, there's a different way to like go go about it. Like for me, like when bands fuck up and they're laughing about it, I'm like, fuck, I, like, I'll laugh just, with them. Yeah, you know? which is like, kind of how Odious did it too. But uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I remember Eric even showing us examples of that on tour. Like what not to know? do on yeah, because we were there like brand not, new. So I'm gonna say there was one time that we ever saw Deeds train wreck completely where they had to restart was song. that when they when they put when those it was in uh, chicago one, actually someone was, pulled out the someone pulled out the no cords. no that was at uh corona <laughs> that was uh some we won't tell the yeah, connection yeah. to the band but uh 
someone on stage uh, yeah. and pulled out chords of their instruments <laughs> while, while they're playing. playing. Yeah. Hell yeah. It may have, may, that usually will do it. It oh, may have been reaction. referenced on previous episodes. There's 130 <laughs> of these. So have fun trying to find it. Um, <laughs> but no, it was a different time. It was in Chicago and uh, I was at the um some place there it was nights something but yeah oh, the nights all yeah yeah that was the first time that i saw yeah. deeds have to stop and restart and i remember plenty of times being on tour where you kind of watch where that may happen because dude doing 29 shows in 31 days yeah. it's groundhog's day just with different environment you know and yeah learning to just like try and play it off dude and i've seen plenty of times in the bands that i've been in where that may have happened and people catch it too and i'm just like yeah here it is we're back on I, again guys we're also blessed because we're not big enough where if we go to a show people know all of our songs really well like i think we had one guy our friend jonathan who really listens to our music he probably could have told like been like oh there's some fuck ups here and there but like if we're playing to a bunch of people who've never seen us before, they don't they don't know if I'm playing a no wrong or yeah. I would say that maybe the the lens that you're perceiving things in the live environment, there there's a filter that maybe certain mistakes or sounds that are different than the album, they're just gonna go oh, yeah. unnoticed I mean, I mean, because you're our so live sound is so much different than our album anyway because we recorded it i recorded the whole album by myself just like as i wrote it and then you know Devin appears and i send it to him he's going to play completely different i'm like just keep the song structure if you think a blast would be better than a breakdown do whatever you want you know like he takes like the gabe sieber mentality or like the um that where you just know the parts and know the count and just as long as you're on with that you're you're good right and like i play a lot of my solos different and i down pick a lot of things that are not down picked on the album it sounds a lot different on stage so yeah and i think that that's actually even <clears throat> cooler for the guys that are paying attention that you get a, a fresher different uh exposure to the music if you're actually into the record you know and then you get this little different version of it live and it's like it gives it just a little an, an exciting little boost of excitement yeah i love little <clears throat> switches and changes i mean obviously the most extreme version would be like bungle not playing the same song or saying playing the same song playing the song the same each night they play it with diff a different version you know mm. But yeah, like just switching it up a little bit, even for yourself, just to make it fresh too. That's yeah. the thing, because if you're out there on tour constantly, you might get bored of your own material pretty quick, right? So you might mm -hmm. want to give it a little spice here and there where you got to change it up to make it a little fresh for you, where Joe, you know the professor might decide he's going to play the symbols differently in the in this area or oh, yeah. do a little fucking twiddly d on the fucking ride in this area just to give it a little fucking boost twiddly d on the ride. i knew it was called twiddly d yeah. <laughs> i'm always correcting Devin next to know it's a twiddly d remember the twiddly twiddly d i did on that video and you were like oh 
Uh, yeah. I, there's like a video of us playing at this show, and we're playing, and he does this twiddly D, and, and you just see me go, oh, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, just a little part right there, dude. I'm just like you a little part. in my pants on stage. It literally, <laughs> maybe may just something small like that that just takes you out of focus to just give a little smile while you're playing, you know? Yeah. Like, Oh, dude. You can smile yeah. while played death metal. That's totally cool. I I changed that and I I nailed it right there live. Yes, dude, and it gives you that little boost of confidence to nail the next part and blah 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 blah. Yeah, dude, that's what we're all chasing live, right? Is yeah, dude. those little fun parts. So yeah. I want to check in because we're at the two hour mark. So, um, all right, you guys have been with us for quite a bit of your Thursday night. So thanks. And also, I know you guys have those shows coming up uh, this weekend. So I just wanted yeah. to uh, be aware of that and make us aware yeah. of it. So you guys call whatever you guys want to do with the rest of your evening. We usually hang out till like 10 or whatever. So, Well, we're, we're leaving for, I think Devin's probably going to wake up earlier than anybody else. But I've, I've got time if you guys do. I can talk with you fellas all Hell yeah. Oh, it's putting on Devin. So, Devin, you're the asshole. <laughs> no, he's the old man that goes to bed at like 9 o'clock every night. Wait, wait. Hold on. That's so, good. So, I work at a high school and I'm like the, the yeah. kitchen manager. So, I got to be there. At oh, like four, yeah. Or five o'clock in the morning every day. Jesus. Um, yeah. They got breakfast. So, it's crazy. So, you know, we'll do like a show on a Friday, right? So, I'll like leave work and like come and do a show. But that means I've been up since four o'clock in the morning. And like, damn. Um, it's super rough sometimes. But what kind of, do you have any tips or tricks of like, like, let's say like you're feeling like shit, you just worked all day. How do you get ready and keep your energy up for a show? Cocaine. Drink lots of water. Like first water, of all, water. I know water is huge. Yeah. Straight for up, energy. Just drink a lot of water, dude. And and you know, BS yourself and do a little bit of yoga or something, you know, something to stretch yourself. Like if you like if you do those things, you're like actively preparing your body and therefore preparing your mind at the same time to do yeah. what you're doing. That's um, smart. It's just like these shows that we were just doing. I do I do all that same stuff before we play and it, you know, it works even if I am exhausted and have been driving all day. Right. Totally. So, no, yeah. I agree. With that, doing... it's speaking seriously Sorry, from a person who hasn't been drinking alcohol for a while, you know, um, three weeks. No, it's been a lot longer than that. Actually <laughs> take sip. Four weeks. Class. <laughs> but that really like, those moments where or those nights where you're gonna sacrifice sleep because you're gonna stay up or whatever you got to do this this and that i think that the recovery from those situations are a lot easier if you got your health and your sleep on point outside of those little blips that you just prepare yourself friday is gonna suck dude we're playing the show so i'm gonna kind of like prepare myself up to that point and then obviously deal with it when it happens and then be right there for staying healthy for the recovery and i think that and then go to sleep super early the next night probably i'm sure <laughs> you can you know right yeah. I mean, you're, but sleep you're is super important guys it really is as we yeah. get older dude sleep is a lot more important than we used to think it is dude well, and for drummers, dude, we're we're like running a marathon for you know half an hour, yeah. forty five minutes, however long we're doing yep. it, and you know, depending on what we're doing, and you know, 
you, you do all those man. things and you will see like you will see the results when you're putting in that like a little bit of extra work so yeah no it's i mean it's true like for us people like on stage that playing strings or like you guys are just going like this <laughs> like a, a bunch well, we're just going like we're going like I started I started like it's running. Like, yeah. Yeah. I started running and then going to the gym all to like prep for tour. I'm like, gotta be set. Like that's the target, the the thing to do it for, you know, to be healthy. Yeah, with every me. drummer I've ever toured with, it's always turned into like they do like a, a party tour and they're like, never again. No, and they no, no. will yeah, no. become like a all right, well, I have to sleep, I have to I have to have the best bed in the bunk in the van. I have to like, and at, at first we're just like, "Fuck you, dude! Why don't we deserve it?" It's like because you're playing a fucking dumb guitar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not yeah. like you're not like setting up this fucking like Lego set every night, and then like this humongous <laughs> thing every night, and then having to carry it. I mean, I, I would help carry it out with them, but um, yeah, like would have to like put all that in, set up the spidered fucking thing, this like set up this like around you, play it super hard break it all down and like as far as the activity for a drummer compared to any other band member it's like i've it's it's rough in a death metal band to be like right. the per i mean you have to really be on your p's and q's and your health and stuff because you will crash hard if you that's don't actually that's a really good call because um i think Devin got the least amount of sleep the whole last weekend and like but i'm the type of person that's like if i lay down on the ground for two minutes i'll fall asleep and wake up in eight hours so how about I need to be a little bit more aware of what exactly what you just said. Make sure. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, dude. It's hard, man. Are you trying to kick? Oh, are you no, trying no, to kick, no, him, no. kick him out? Right? One. So uh, when we played that show in Bend, um, they were coming back from the bar. They went out, and I tried to get some sleep. And they they Sorry. came back to the van, and they're all like opening the doors all slow, and like, oh, we gotta be we gotta be quiet, you know, we don't want to wake up Devin. And like, I laid like the oh, fattest part. It was like, welcome back, guys. <laughs> he, just, he just opened up his sleeping mat. I was like, ah! <laughs> he opened up his butthole. I'm like, it's, it's yeah, like a skunk yeah. move. Oh, no, he just he turned into a skunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard an echo. It was so open. I mean, nice. oh, if you want to, if you want to sleep well on tour, you gotta have earplugs and you gotta have a fucking one of those covers. You gotta just, yeah. you gotta cover the eyes. You gotta have earplugs. You can't. Yeah, yeah. One of the. I mean, not oh, for yeah. the eyes. Yeah. I guess it works for the you eyes. You could go sleep mask on with right. the with the face mask. Oh, oh shit, dude! You stuck going to bed at two thirty and getting dude. woken up by the sun at six o'clock. Right. Yeah, yeah. For me, I noticed how like sensitive my eyes are to light, and like once I got one of those sleep masks, I was like, I'll just be like, like there'd be people hanging out, whatever. I'll just throw the sleep mask on, just be done, just be out. Well, it's even like, if you, if, it sucks for people who work nights and they have to uh, sleep during the day, and having you should really black out your room because daylight will, even if you fall asleep, it could keep you from getting to like the deeper levels of sleep that you want to get yeah. cuz your eyelids are still transparent i mean if mm -hmm. you have a light shining right on you you still notice the light while your eyes are closed you know so being able to not get to those deeper levels of sleep it could totally fuck you up dude in the long run dude that's what i'm saying sleep is so important sleep and water <laughs> i mean food after all that but sleep and water dude Sleep in water. Mm -hmm. That's 
That's a hashtag. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I'm just like 38, and I'm like, dude, I want to be fucking the sickest motherfucker I've ever been at 40. So that's like where I'm at right now. Anthony, no, Anthony goes through. He goes ups and downs. Anthony's like a. He'll be like a degenerate drunk piece of shit for like months, <laughs> and then he'll be like, he'll come out of it, and he'll just start talking to people like, "Well, what you really have to do is uh, eat all like less." Blah, 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 blah. This is, and then this he is... lose, you lose a bunch of weight. You lose a bunch of weight. I, I, I yeah. fucking, I, it's, it blows my mind how you like fluctuate like Chino Moreno from Deftones, <laughs> like weight. <laughs> but like you go like, you, like oh dude, I'm too. Like one time you were in my house and you were like, "I'm fat right now," and he like you bent over and I was like, "Oh shit, you are fat right now." And then, yeah. like, uh, last not, next time I see you, you're all skinny. And, like, it's yeah, happened, like, nine times in our existence that you it's fluctuate a, between, like, 40 pounds. Know, it's that, that fucking uh, spare tire that ends up forming, and you don't see it because your perception's off, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, I'm still you're looking at yourself straight the in the mirror, you're like, looking directly <laughs> in the mirror, like, oh, I'm looking good today, son. And then, like, you don't yeah. do the side. You don't, you don't do this. Yeah, no, 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 dude. Side profile doesn't even fucking touch you, buddy. Way to go! And it literally <laughs> is beer that is the thing. It, yeah, yeah. Like, it's the main right? thing, dude. Because That's what beer, I'm saying. That's why you got beer adds the calories, and then also makes me make poor fucking munchy choices, dude. If dude, I just oh, exactly. Drinking is not my problem. It's my, the eating while I'm drinking. I want the cheese with my crackers. Exactly, dude. Yeah. But if I'm just yep. smoking weed and drinking water, then when I start to get hungry, my body's like, "Eat the fucking salad, you bitch." You know, yeah. just fucking, like that. drunk you know? self never says, "I want a salad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, drunk self goes like, salad, "Dude, but you don't want to eat some salad." Drunk self says, "Go get four fucking tacos burritos. back in the box or something." <laughs> yeah. You know. Get some Don Juan microwave. The, the most reading. terrible fast food yeah. tacos ever, but drunk self will be like that. That's an option right now. And yeah. and somehow drunk self goes like, dude, whatever, dude. I'm hungry right now. It's like tomorrow's not gonna be the same. So like, might as well get that super burrito <laughs> yeah. that's slathered in cheese. And tomorrow <laughs> is definitely not the same because you're shitting it all out. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're crying on the toilet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's alcohol definitely. People always say that weed gives you munchies, but alcohol gives you these kind of like aggressive carb munchies that you like, want to eat. Won't, because... I won't. I don't care about shit. I don't give well, a fuck. Because we're all yeah. we're all addicted to food, right? That's like a biggest thing. We're all addicted to right. sugar and salt, and when we totally. drink, our inhibitions are lowered, and you get mm-hmm. into craving mm-hmm. either dick, pussy, sugar, or salt. We're all, <laughs> yeah. all, we're all four at the same time. Yeah, that's, like, go back to caveman stuff. Just like dick, pussy, sugar, or salt. Fuck it. That's what. I, yeah. That's what. I, that's what we crave. That's what we yeah. from originally when I was born. That's what I wanted. And I'm that's just right. going back to that. Yeah, when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was a baby. I just wanted that dick and pussy. Yeah, <laughs> covered oh, in man. sugar and salt, dude. And a little bit of cheese. A little bit of cheese, dude. So yeah. Oh, cheese. Yeah. Anyways, Joseph cheese ha- is the sugar and salt. Let Joseph take over. <laughs> nice, nice way. Please, please pivot. Um, is there anything you guys want to? Make sure you guys talk about on this episode. Oh yeah, if there's anybody listening still, uh, we got. We'll be uh, we are and released. We still got the chat going. Yeah, usually it's Spotify we'll people. All in the chat. Thanks yeah. for still with, being with shout us. Out, shout Actually, out. Actually, no. Shout out to uh, there's a guy in here that he like gave a bunch of like a uh, gifted subs out. Uh, solely three one three. He gave out like a bunch of subs and. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, he's brother. from the UK. He's uh, he's awesome. Oh, dude. yeah, that was quick, awesome. Quick shout out one more time. Sorry to a longtime listener. Jack Wilson became a dad today, dude. 
really? Yeah. We were talking. He messaged me and he's like, hey, this is happening today, but I'll still be listening live. I don't know if he's actually here, but he showed me a picture of all the fucking baby supplies ready for a baby coming, dude. I'm like, this motherfucker, dude. So congratulations to Jack. Can I ask you guys a a question personally real quick and then we'll wrap this up? So becoming a person that's, you know, like metal, hanging out, doing music stuff, whatever, and you get in a relationship, having a baby, like what's what's to be expected? I'm not, I'm not, we're not, she's not pregnant, just FYI, <laughs> but I'm saying that like, it's a, it might be a future plan. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I would like to know, like, cause I know, were you guys expecting it one and how, like, how does your brain handle becoming a father, like from becoming a person that was woo, part of music, whatever, you know, like, it, yeah, that's a good question. So it, it was very night and day because when I met my wife, I told her mm-hmm. I'm not married, getting married and I'm not having kids. And yeah. mm-hmm. like, then I fell in love with her and, and I was like, Oh man, I could definitely raise some kids with this person. I yeah. I'm in that mode right now. So, um, we, we waited to have kids until I had a good job and then it was okay. I got this, I have good income. We're both very stable. Let's make it happen. And we made it happen very quick. Like we knew what we were doing and I knew that it would be, I'm not going to be playing shows. I mean, I wasn't anyway because there weren't fucking drummers. And uh, I wasn't going to be going to shows either because, you know, just trying to go out, go to shows while leaving someone with a kid. It, it's it's kind of a guilty conscience thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to leave the I, person at home. Yeah. So I, I didn't like to ask, but I always offered for her to have ladies' night because I didn't mind just hanging out with the kid. Had That's a good, yeah. That's always give them theirs. You get yours. Give them theirs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I seriously, the... The first show I went to after having kids was, I think it was 2018. It was Ethereus's CD release show for Absentia in Tacoma with uh, mm-hmm. a couple local bands. Um, and that was the first one in oh, eight years, probably. Did, you feel, guilt? did you feel guilt? Yeah, did you feel did guilty you feel about liberation? Uh, about going to the show or missing a lot of shows? Going to the show. Going to the show. You're saying, um, is this your first no, one no. out of being a dad? Were you were you liberated? Were you feeling the guilt? Was it both? Was no, it because like, you know, we I'd still like go out for like a dude's night every once in a while, mm-hmm. which is you know you just go downtown five minutes from your house and you're yep. back a few hours later. But like you know, going up to Tacoma, Seattle for a show is a lot more time invested, and totally. you're farther away and you feel like you can't help as much. So not really because my wife and I are both really supportive for each other and yeah. we, want, we want to make sure that we're happy. But then there's yeah, also this, it was weird because I go back and I see all these people at this show that I used to play shows with all the time. I actually got guilt from that for like kind of leaving the scene for a really long time. Yeah, no, I know. I and, can see that. Yeah. And I, I, I almost, I felt this weird thing because, uh, Ethereus had been just been signed to, uh, the artisan era and, mm-hmm. You know, Kyle has always been a very good friend of ours. He played good, uh, bass for us a long time ago. And, um, we, we all, we've always talked. And I finally get to a show and I'm like, and I'm, I want to get back into it. I'm like, I always felt like this guy, it's like, what if they think the only reason I'm back is because they're signed? And they think I'm like trying to, oh, yeah. To them. Like, you just I, show I, up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they don't know. I've never asked about it, but I, there was always that kind of looming over my head. Um, just leaving the scene and then coming back when it was getting good again. 
Yeah, I could see myself like, I mean, just being because you know, recently engaged, whatever. Um, like, hey guys, metal, death metal, girl, girl. Mm. Um, but I mean, I could see my, but I'm just seeing it like because you know, she's she's into metal, but she's not like into underground death metal, you know, it's not like something I'm like begging to bring her to shows and stuff, but like at the same time, it's like. I could see myself now that like you start getting more serious, more serious with someone that you it's like you're going to start missing those shows that you would go to every fucking time. Like like I was going to every show in the last like, you know, few years. I mean, I know there wasn't many shows in some of that time, but I would like any show that was coming down. Like I would be there. I would fly out to shows. I would go to all the shows. I would like literally be at every show. And so now I'm just like, well, you know, I have my my uh, attention somewhere else. And I don't, I think I, I was using it sometimes to go to all these shows, like every fucking show as like, kind of like, well, might as well, you know? And now like mm-hmm. you're, you get in a relate, like a deep relationship. You're like, ah, well, I kind of don't need to go to every single one. You have, like, you have like a bunch of like a warehouse of shows mm-hmm. in your memories. Now you can just like, I'm just going to watch that one tonight. As right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think it's about better. that. Time. Like now I'm just kind of a shut in like the, the whole lockdown I, I really enjoyed the lockdown because I just got to stay home and get too. good at guitar. But now that there are shows available and I really want to go to these shows because either I like the band a lot or I like the, the people that are playing and I want to support them. Yeah. And sometimes you get to these shows, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm here. And then, but then you get to these other shows where you're there just to support them. You're like, I really could have fucking stayed at home tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, that's what it is. We have a finite of uh, amount of, attention we can give to certain things right and then so joel you you know being in your relationship now that's going to take a bigger part of your life now so you're gonna have to oh i've only dated death metal girls before so like before it would be like death we go to death metal death but now it's like now it's kind of like well you know it's like i'm getting older and like i don't want to bring a non-death i don't want to like force them to go to all these at the same time yeah it is a sacrifice you you gotta make now dude it's like only the really the ones that are truly important to you and then if it's really important to you then your chick's gonna go with you you know and if not she's still gonna be give you the blessing to go you know oh she'll go every time but i'm just saying like i feel bad (laughs) like this like you know like bringing someone they're just going like and she's like oh i like you know like selena dion uh, selena dion and something there's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the whole time i'm like i get it like you know she understands the musicianship and gets it but like at the same time right. i'm like i you know if i go to a fucking country show i'm gonna be like that's good uh, where's the beer i need to get like fucking uh, wasted to bryce like, for you know, like, sure <laughs> bryce for sure has little to no metal yeah like shit that she's into at all but me too she can she can get on that yeah. vibe when she's at the in the show like Going to see you, Joseph, in, in Vegas, she was getting down just as hard as I was during To Violently Vomit, and she doesn't know one fucking song. Never heard every she's every never heard note. she like got it. Are you serious? Oh, never, dude. Absolutely <laughs> not, dude. No way. Of, I mean, maybe she, I played it. Maybe, maybe it's because Anthony, what was that one song that you, you guys were you were in Server Savior and you were like live with her in the audience and you were like <laughs> and you shout out a song to her and it was called like Kill the Bitch or something like that. It was very Bury the whore. Bury the whore. I was at that show. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I love you, talk babe. About love you, Savior. 
and odious mortem really quick. It's so weird because, uh, God, I think it was like, like 15, 12 years ago when we used to do like shows like out of town and I would always mm-hmm. listen to Severed Savior and odious mortem. And I was like, man, these dudes, dudes are so awesome. Like, I, I think I was maybe in my early twenties. I was like, mm-hmm. listen how talented they are. These guys are probably like 40 and like, 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 <laughs> they're like rock stars by now. And then like, I started listening to the Cali death podcast and I found like, wait, these guys are, I was like, these guys are are my age, and like that just means that they're talented at a young age. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I get a lot of this "fuck these guys" attitude with a lot of these bands coming up. Right? You get like you see them, they're like young and like they're just shredding. I'm like, fuck these guys. It's like yeah, no shit, that, like it's such like it's like if you're a skater and you're an old school skater and like this like 15 year olds winning the X Games, you're like, fuck that little shit. <laughs> right. you know, it's like you know, like get like mad. Like how the fuck are you that good? That's bullshit, dude. I hate that. It but is. you look it's just it, weird. like I, I just I thought of you guys as older because of experience and how and and the talent that was there. It's and kind we, of weird how like, all of it kind of gravitated, it all kind of gravitated towards each other too. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about we were just, we were just doing it to hang out. It was like hanging out. and Odious were all you know independent from each other and decrepit and all that stuff. But the the relationship that happened between Odious and carnivorous that's where it started that's where it started dude and it was like then, dan kenny from suicide silence anthony like that's like where we all like and, got together and, you, and started hanging out and and you oh, me? well yeah well you were gonna be trying out for carnivorous and then you're like fuck you guys oh, high school i'm joining odious and we're like what the fuck is odious what i was a free mean? agent dude i was a free yeah. agent just using my like literally dan kenny was all dude send me a demo and i sent him a me playing Angel of Death by Slayer on a seven string. <laughs> he's, old, he's old dude. Sounds sick. Fucking, and then... jam, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it was, dude. And then you were like, wait, no, I got an opportunity to be in Odious Mortem. And we're like, what the fuck? Dude, Mortem? shout out to Soli again. It's 5.30 a.m. and he's handing all these fuck subs. Yeah. What a Whoa. gangster, dude. Soli's amazing. Where's that? Tell me about Soli. Who's Soli? How do you know Soli? I don't know. He, I think he started following us, and I looked on his profile, and he he likes Tech Death, like Fallujah, and supports the heck out of them. And uh, oh yeah, I just I, I think I chatted with him a couple times, and and he's like, oh, I'm in the UK, and we did a uh, we did a limited uh, release for some merch two weeks ago, sold it all out. Oh, that's right, yeah, Kyle, um, and uh, we sold it out, and he bought two of them. He bought one for himself, and I think he bought one for a friend in Florida or something like that. So shout out to Soli. Yeah, don't hell yeah, man. Soli313 for supporting us with our limited run and, and Fuck yeah. supporting the, the Cali game. Shout out. Bad so you guys, you guys put out some merch, so I'm going to yeah. try to draw, drag <laughs> it back to the original question of, of what you guys wanted to talk about. Make sure you got to talk about for the band's sake and all that. So we got um, the two shows this weekend, and then late June, we're coming down California way. We're mm-hmm. playing in uh, Arcata on June okay. 22nd at Rampart, um, mm-hmm. which uh, I have a good story about that one. And then uh, and then June 23rd at Cupertino uh, X-Bar. X-Bar, yeah. It's probably, probably yeah. Joel Haston, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're playing in Chico at the Naked Lounge on the 24th Saturday. Hell yeah! Ooh. So X Bar is yeah. a Friday show. 
Yes, Friday with uh, Broken Glass Sanctuary. We just did a little little mini run with them. Those dudes are fucking amazing. All right. I might have to. I mean, for me, it's like 45 minutes away. It's That's sometimes actually kind of a new place that I've been hearing about. Well, it's yeah. not probably new, but I've just been hearing about it a lot more as yeah. X-Bar and Cupertino. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I, yeah. I got I got stoked because I, I followed Aetherius uh, and the tours they did this last summer. And one of them was at Cupertino. And the place was packed. And I think it was like a yeah. Thursday. And I was like, dude, like we got to play there. And I, I, we didn't even have the tour booked. Oh yeah, you were there. Um, we didn't even have any tour booked. And I just, I messaged Casey, the the booker there, and I was like, hey, can I just like book the date right now, and we'll plan a tour around it. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That Sorry, my my cat just fucking walked in with a mouse in its mouth. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's to give you some. Love. That's a present for you, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. I gotta go take care of this. I'll be back. Show <laughs> <laughs> your appreciation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have uh, awesome. we have merch on our band camp. Um, we did a, a limited run of our Quiznos tea. Uh, it's pretty fucking funny. I don't know if you can pull that up, Joseph, but uh, I'll work on we, that. We kind of joke around about getting endorsed by Quiznos. Um, <laughs> Is Quiznos still a thing? I haven't seen the oh, Quiznos yeah. in a long time. Yeah, we their commercials. Every time we rehearse. Everything um, looked delicious in the commercials. Dude. Oh yeah, just wait till you see this. If Joseph can pull it up, um, remember remember that old Quiznos commercial where they had that one like weird like like a, a spot monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like the What's most the thing fucking... I said we should pull up earlier? I forget now. Probably just a picture of you the naked. Black metal surf rock, but oh yeah, oh, black metal surf oh, rock. Oh, right, yeah. Don't don't worry about that. Right Why, now. dude? It's fucking amazing. Don't dude. be old, sell- dude. Just we're trying to promote it's the band amazing. right now, dude. Just fucking rock <laughs> on, dude. It's 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 a lot of work. I I every time I've shared something, it hasn't worked, and I'm I don't want to have to worry about it. I'm uh, pussing out, but. Dude. If you drink alcohol, we would do it. I'm pussing out. (laughs) The shirt design is uh, all of us designed as those bong monkeys from the commercial. Oh, my God. Oh, that's what they are. Exactly. That's a a fucking sick shirt, dude. Dude, that commercial is still like, we love love. I love the chance they took on that. Just like, let's just be fucking weird. So I'm going to put it in the chat. Yeah, we did a, a limited run on that in our band camp, and we sold out in like, I don't know, four hours or something like that. Something Damn. Like, Sick. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it, that's all about like finding a funny... I remember like touring with a Veil of Maya, and I remember they had a, a shirt that just said, this is like 2008 or something, mm-hmm. and they had one that said Sri Racha on everything with the Sri Racha bottle, <laughs> and it just <laughs> sold out. It just, because Sri Racha was like the hot thing, you know, back then, like... The hot, hot sauce, and uh-huh. they just put like Sri Racha on everything, is what they and it's a veil of Maya on it, and it just sold out immediately. And like All Star Parish back in the day, playing with them, they had a Buffalo Wild Wings All Star Parish thing, and it sold out immediately. Like it was well, like they made it their own, good, yeah, like made it made it their own though, and like took all the logos out and changed them a little you bit. You know what's even sicker was... is buying a bunch of merch and then sitting on it for a really long time at your house. <laughs> what what merch do you have? Is it Last of Lucy? It's, it's this, like a backstretcher. This podcast. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, we have some shirts. Everyone should buy one for sure. How many shirts do we have? We're not even promoting it at all. We don't even... In the very beginning, we're like, buy a shirt. We what should kind of, talk about doing that. shirts do you want to promote on this podcast here? The ones too. behind me here. Well, it looks like a backstretcher. How many that, do you that have? Is, yeah. I'm gonna buy one. Oh, 
<laughs> you can have one. Nope. No, I'll buy one. Right, oh, I mean, I'm at cost. I'm not going to fucking pay a full price. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to say I checked out uh, the latest record, Cosmic Simulacra, today. Today, too. And uh, yeah, congrats on that one. I know it's been a, out for a while. Are you guys working on anything else these days? Yes, we just recorded drums. Some, was it a month ago, Jeff? A uh, month, almost two months ago. <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, I've we started editing one song, almost done with one, um, and haven't hadn't had time to do anything else. Um, so we got some songs we hope to release this year. Um, once we have it, everything we're, or we are going to shop it around before we set any kind of release plans. Um, because I, I think we could have done better with Cosmic City and um, if we reached out to more labels. Um, I'm happy with how how well it was received. Um, Actually, a good but, a good idea would probably be right now. It's like so for me, like I hadn't really listened to your guys' music until right before the podcast, and I listened to it for I listened to probably three or four songs, and just I was trying to build a profile like I'm like I'm a like an investigator, like yeah. trying to track down a serial killer. To me, it was kind of a, it was kind of like a had a melodic kind of black metal, black uh, atmospheric black metal melodic, like extreme death metal. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that, is that how you describe it? We it, we used to just say extreme metal because it's yeah really yeah yeah I know dynamic, the genres. But I just go with prog tech death because that's kind of yeah. where we get put because there's enough changes and it's technical enough. But I don't think and it's truly tech death, but it's enough. The, but the new stuff, it is technical death metal. Oh, uh, yeah. With progressive elements. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love mean, progressive metal is my favorite I could right now. I could see days. you guys. Yeah, I could see you guys making an impact and doing something real sick with a full lineup as part yeah. of the recording lineup this time. And, and Cameron's been awesome. Like um, he hit me up on, on, or no, I, I talked to him on Facebook a while back because um, he was looking for another project and I was telling him a bunch of bands mm-hmm. and he asked if, if we needed a guitar. So I was like, no, we got Brian. And he's like, I'll play bass. I was like, oh, okay. so I, I sent him a song and I don't have bass tabs. I just winged it when I recorded it. So I sent him the tabs to the guitar and he's like, cool, I'll make something for you. And like, I think like a week and a half later, he sent me that back of bass track and I plugged it in. It was just like, holy shit. It was no incredible. Cameron's a great musician. He's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Inanimate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think his that's grandma's awesome. getting married right now, and that's why he's somewhere. I don't know. I think his, his grandma's getting married? I think he said his grandma. That's what's up. <laughs> Come on, Go for her. Fucking, there's no grandma's way. got her juices flowing. Go with that lady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know about the juices though, but maybe the. I don't know about that. Maybe <laughs> the oxytocin. That's that she's flowing. Mm-hmm. The love. She got the love bug. The plasma. Love. The plasma. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mike. Mike Gilbert gave us the the he equation did. to make plasma in the chat. Earlier. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's up earlier. It's probably up quite a bit, but I just yeah, was what, laughing. How was hanging out with Mike yesterday, dude? Or was it you, yesterday you guys hung out? I know. I saw a fucking, there was a picture of fucking Anthony, Paul Masvidal, and Mike Gilbert hanging out yeah, last night. Yeah, it was super cool, dude. I had a great time last night. Uh, Mike Gilbert and Paul Masvidal have been hitting it off quite a bit when it comes to uh, the fractal shit you guys have been talking about. Um there uh there's 
certain things that I don't know if I should be talking about them, but I mean, you know, you probably shouldn't. But you just they jammed and stuff. And yeah, out. yeah, they jammed. They Mike is a very, very super fin- cynic fanatic, and he plays it um, very, very well. So I could see why Masvidal would want to sit and jam with him because he found somebody that can really truly play his music you know you, i and I'm, I'm not saying this to you know sound pretentious because i have nothing to do with it anyways but i'm saying there's probably a very very small amount of people that can actually play cynic music those are my two favorite guitar players too by the way. i know <laughs> so that's that's another thing too so i'm i'm still kind of like uh processing it all you know because i've always i i told them last night like it should have been me not you there fuck for you sure. dude don't even fucking <laughs> just i know you're jealous and let me fucking have my moment bitch um you held a guitar I'll yesterday be. you can you could barely dude, do I played, fucking, I played some wish you were fucking, here by pink floyd <laughs> yeah they didn't hear it though because it was on a fucking <laughs> unplugged guitar dude <laughs> just let me be jealous it's it's a healthy jealous no dude this is the thing like get your fucking ass up here the next time this happens and we'll all hang out because mike's pad's rad too but um yeah. uh we yeah dude i i got to sit and watch those guys play five or six cynic songs you know <laughs> that's getting that's getting played out. That's getting played out. I'm now. sorry. It is. I did. Whatever. I thought it was funny. Hilarious. But anyways, keep going. There's but, like yeah. only one person laughing. It's me. <laughs> okay. Then it was. My dad is laughing. Well, crying. See, I understand. It's for Ears, you. Yeah. His his were a little spicy for sure. A little, a little spicy. Yeah. But yeah. But that's, not, okay. So either I, I don't know where I was at, but either way, I had a fucking great time. Paul's sick, dude. I, you know, he's he's a super homie for sure. We we vibed. They played those guys playing guitar together is just next level. It really is. If you're sitting in a room, a small, very, you know, not too small, but a Don't small get enough room. I get it. It was sick, dude. <laughs> where you're just like up. St- sitting there, and you're like, wait, that's that's the guitar player of my favorite band for the last twenty years that's my one of my best friends my favorite guitar player i know personally i'm watching them play my favorite music ever i'm sipping on water like hmm, i wonder what i'm going to talk about when they're done playing you know? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite color dude what's your favorite color? <laughs> right but it eventually turned into great conversation in between each song you know and after they were done we had you know a lot more bro down time where we just vibed on we ate f- fruit <laughs> we fucking talked fruit. about health and fucking drink water and you know dude how metal is fruit dude it's the like me- most metal. Get the fuck. Out well, of if you got if you right. got more sun, want- maybe you'd like fruit. I like nuts. That's all I want to eat. Oh, nuts. No. We won't. Don't take the bait on the nuts thing. Okay. You just said don't. What are you a CrossFit fucking keto guy or something? You just gotta. I, eat I do like keto and I do intermittent fasting, but I don't know fruit. Like I could have a a lunch bag full of fruit that's perfect, just perfect, and I'll be like, <sighs> I want trail mix. Yeah, I'm more of a, like dry like a hearty. Like you'd rather have yeah. dry fruit than fresh fruit. You're saying? 
I, yeah. well, I think my, my thing is I don't like cold food. Cold food. Cold okay. Food. Well, so not, he's saying not hot. Food. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. What no. about room, te- like grabbing an apple that's room temperature? I don't know. Apple's a lot of work. It gets all over your face. You know what, Sam? I wish your ancestors could hear us. Just being like, dude, I don't know. The fruit, it's like... I have a spiritual connection with an apple once a day right now. I do like apples when I eat them, but I like I have to really talk myself into eating one because I know... Yeah, they're not... I don't like... I, I mean, I'll eat them and I'll be like, yeah, they're good, but I don't like want... I don't have a craving to pick up an apple and like chomp into it and like have the shit and go my like the skin go in my teeth you guys haven't tasted a cosmic crisp apple then dude have you had a new zealand envy apple fuck oh. that shit dude it's all about a <laughs> you don't even know what it tastes crisp, like dude. You, don't even, <laughs> you just shoot it down because you don't know it i've had an MD. i have dude, had, had like an MD apple i don't know if it's a new dense, zealand envy apple super crunchy super juicy oh. my favorite's a macintosh apple I've always loved. I mean, not being like a Steve Fuck Jobs Steve joke. Wait, is a I'm not knowing, but like it's fucking old red delicious. It's way better. It's got like way more. Oh, okay. It's like sour kind it's of and like red delicious. Come on, guys. I'll go for a pink lady because they're small enough where you can just eat it in like ten bites. And be I done. think the only place you can get a red delicious is at like the counter at Seven Eleven now, dude. Granny Smith gang <laughs> represent. Oh. oh. Macintosh is like a Granny Smith with like more flavor. It's like honestly, it's it's all about you know eating it with peanut butter or cheese and yeah, fuck a bear apple, dude. Yeah, yeah. Come on. no, I'll go <laughs> apple with some cashews or something. Apple by itself is like you're hiking. That's when you want an apple like that. Yeah, you have to like be out in nature. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm a fucking. A banana, yeah, a bananas are the way better than apples, dude. They're Fuck. so filling. Yeah, you yeah. Are, you guys are ridiculous right now. I don't even know <laughs> if I want to continue this. Are you kidding? Like a, a fucking apple versus a banana. A banana is like you just peel it down and eat. It's like not like you have to like skin in between your teeth and like you just yeah, you're done. You just yeah. And it's phallic, and I love <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. the best foods are dick shaped. Yeah, exactly. I do love oh tzatziki, dude. Sausage just fell. There we go. go. (laughs) I'm all fighting for bananas on here. This is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) There's like an inside joke. I always used to be called Silverback. That was like the nickname in the band. And I'm just like, dude, fuck apples. You're still still bananas. Currently, Silverback. Yeah, to one person. It's pretty sick. (laughs) 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 To me. (laughs) Um, Just a side note Devin's internet just went out because he lives literally in the mountains. Oh, uh, shit. No, well, he's said, tired. He needs to go to bed. I would have done the same got, thing. I've done it before. Way, either way, we gotta get a good <laughs> chunk on chunk on Devin. Uh, yeah. if, even if it was a cold exit, I would have respected it. Oh, no, I respect yeah, the cold. I've done it. I've done it on the podcast before. I'm not gonna tell you guys what episode, but there's been time I'm like, oh, my power went out, and I just like shut off and just like left. <laughs> I know exactly which fucking episode because you <laughs> <told> me. <laughs> he knows I would accept it either way. He knows I'm not gonna fucking be like, you're a fucking bitch, you know. <laughs> Where the hell? Where is Pullman, you guys? Where are you guys going tomorrow? Brian, that's you. I don't uh, know where the hell it is. So um, it's right next to Moscow, which is where. Um, you know, oh, okay. Idaho. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, have friends uh, that live in. I had friends that live in Moscow. Yeah, Pullman's basically like. <laughs> Pullman is to oh. Spokane what Moscow is to like Coeur d'Alene. 
kind of. Oh, Tell okay, your friends gotcha. in Moscow to come to our show tomorrow. I love how it's just five dollars. That's just. so sick. Yeah. We gotta it's entice $5. people. You can't be like California. It's like, well, dude, it's just an underground show. It's only like thirty dollars, dude. It's Wait, check it out. There's a band from Pullman, prog metal band what? called Scaries. That's pretty sick. I like you gotta tell got me how they are. Head? You gotta tell me how Scaries are. I yeah, might I've be heard them. There. Odyssey is awesome. They're like <coughs> between the buried in me was like more proggy rock. Like it's like between the buried in me meets um, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love um, it. I like that I combo. And uh, they're called Ca- the Chasm, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like that. Chasm. I think so, uh, well, I'm listening to Scaries right now, and it's like a chill kind of oceany kind of band. Mm. Oh, sick. he's listening to it's 15 sick, seconds and he's like dude check this out dude it's like it could totally no i skipped I mean, right now i did i did a, a minute in and i skipped to two minutes in and then three minutes in and still doing the same thing all right, all right. he's uh, really he knows how to check out a band it's true that's add yeah, wins. Yeah. i get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just go to spotify like, I'm, I'm a chance. on the top one <laughs> God, I was like, I'll give it a chance. So you're like, oh, I don't like the first ten seconds. Let's go to forty-five seconds. Yep. No, it's still a breakdown. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, okay. uh, that's weird. And I like here I am, of, still a minute like, thirty. So stoked because I bought the my newest album that I bought was the new. I can't even remember the name of it, but the new uh, Dode Heimsgard. Dode Heimsgard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought that. They're still record. making albums. It's it's ten songs or nine songs, and literally, all but two of them are like ten minutes long, dude. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you guys two, are you guys at all on the sleep token train? Because I'm into it right I, now. I still haven't heard them. I was into what uh, you sent me, and I I heard that name for a long time, and I was like, I've heard oh, it for a long time though. Cool. I just never. I was always like, oh, it's the next ghost. I'd rather not. Uh, just, it's you not know, the like next ghost. ghost, dude. I know, I know. It's like with <laughs> the, the, the masks and like, right, trying right, to be all right, like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I listened to it and I was like, oh shit, you guys are gonna be humongous. No, it's definitely <laughs> interesting, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, Brian, you I heard it? You said. It. Um, I'm, I'm honestly more of a fan of the guy who farted in the middle of their set. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, that's actually funny. literally. That's literally okay. So, Brian, this is the reason why I even listened to them. Why I pulled them up is that was so funny that. I went to Spotify and I listened to them. It's so funny. It was me actually who did that. <laughs> he's all trying to be like, he's all, and some, some guy just like fucking like, orga- like no Mike just like interrupts the show with a fart. And I'm what? like, From and like I was like, loud? Yeah. 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 And everyone starts laughing. That's gotta be like, loud, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's a legit. And I love Wait, farts. Is there's footage of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. it's all over. It's like fucking viral. I'll send okay. it to you. This is where I'm gonna be like, Jamie, pull it up. No, 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 no. Watch this right now. I've posted it on my thing like nine times, and I've okay, sent it to you. Pay I think. attention to your fucking social shit all the time, bro. You I'm send sorry. me like twenty memes a day. Then why don't you come the fuck down and watch my fucking? Pay attention to your your timeline or whatever they do. No, but it's literally like I was like I heard sleep token, sleep token, sleep token. Then I saw the fart thing, and I was like, that's hilarious. You know what? Let me give them a chance. And that's <laughs> I mean, when I heard okay. the, the summoning. The I heard the summoning song, and I was like, okay. That's amazing. No, that's, that's good. I mean, at your story was the sun o. Uh, oh, that's the best. The story sun o stage dive. You that guys know that band, Sun O? Hands down, 
the it's like a, it's like a doom a band. It's like super yeah. slow. It's all. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 and some guy just like stage dives on one of their shows, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like all like in like a doom like hang. They're all like bummed. Like, nobody's. And some guy just stage on dives stage. on them. <laughs> well, you have to <laughs> might be, be the funniest thing I've ever seen. You have to be more clear. Like they don't have a drummer. It's just two guitarists. Oh, I didn't it's like even not know. even there's not even a fucking beat or anything. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a drone set, and then some guy drove <laughs> dove over a drone set. Like, yeah. he basically like switched genres. Like, whatever, dude. I'm gonna pretend like I'm a Slater fan. Well, you know, okay, here's the thing, <laughs> dude. So when I saw Sun, it was the other band playing was the Accused. So it was like a hardcore band. So they literally was moshing at the same show as a Sun show. So it could have happened that kind uh, of. Night. That sounds like it's the crossover. Like, yeah. <laughs> the guy was like. Fuck this, dude! I just that, fucking uh, was ready to stage dive tonight, and this fucking uh, shit's happening. I'm fucking doing it, dude. Uh, <laughs> profound lore records. It was like a profound lore event. So, both I I respect yeah. the fuck out of that label, though, dude. Yep. You anyway, know, sleep but... token. I'm, that's all. I'm listening to like mostly that lately. Yeah. Like, finally, I'm... and I'm like, I was like, and I put made the post about it, like, yeah, I guess I'm a hipster now. Whatever, make fun of me. But I I like I like the style it's like a different Whatever, it's like man. a band doing something completely different i'm like all right cool i like it i i can't stop listening to tool and a perfect circle there uh, you go i mean just like fucking trevor my roommate he's been to 54 tool shows a perfect circle's <laughs> whole catalog he's a giant tool head I, i'll back yeah. it till Dude, like that broke. their first album like our, the first song on cosmic <laughs> simulacra was like i'm gonna write in a perfect circle song if like they went on tour with Fervum. And I was like, that's, that's going to be the first song. It's just going to be that. Just because I that's love cool. so much. I, yeah. I love that's that. how it works. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Mixing up like tool, tool, two like random genres and making it yeah. kind of like work together. Yeah. That's a, always for good for like making up new ideas. Hey, we should, uh, we should throw some shows together. No Living Witness and one of my bands, my prog bands, Dreamer or Lost to Lucy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm going up uh, at some point playing the Pacific Northwest again this year with Lucy, I think. Uh, okay. So November-ish, so not for a while. So that would be cool if you guys could come out for that one or make something happen with us. And then same for the other side, you know, if you ever come down here. I think yeah, I, I know you hit me up, Sam, about shows. Yeah, we tried was... to talk. You're, you're going to be out during that time or something like that. or mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, we can work out something, I'm sure. Hell yeah. And I got uh, family up in Portland area. And so you're going to come play shows or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'd love to come up there and just hang out, dude. I love being up in that area. Dude, and my brother lives there now, too. I'd be sick to just go to a show up there, too. I mean, yeah. Speed is going to be playing up there soon, right? Um, Wait, are, are any of you guys in Portland? I forget. No one of you guys is in Portland right now currently, right? Cause... Cameron lives in Portland. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And I live like an hour and a half away. Oh, okay. Because because that's tonight. Zenith is in Portland, so I was like, technically could have stopped somebody. From they already going played. To no, they already played. It's yeah, nine fifty three. I know. I know. Sorry. Chris uh, Beatty sent me pictures from the show already. He he found a guy who looks like me and sent it to me and freaked me <laughs> out. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, fuck, dude. I'm glad you guys came on. Let's kind of wrap this shit up. Um, Heck yeah. Hell yeah, gents. You guys fucking stuck in. I know that uh, Devin has to serve meals in the morning, and he had an Actually, internet problem. He has the day off, but 
but he's, oh shit he's, okay he's got the okay. van packed but no his internet just went out because he's out of data no i'm, I'm trying to be a, a silly jerk but it backfired just now <laughs> but uh <laughs> no that's cool no you guys have been all awesome and um super stoked for you guys to keep going and fucking move outside of tour the united states or something right yeah is that the goal to like tour no. I, okay you have a kid nine nah, kids like maybe like a week-long tour next year or something like that that's but smart we're all like we're, we're <coughs> my vacation yeah. schedule is really hard to get so so what's the goal? What's the goal of the band? Just like put out good music, play some local shows, hang out, have fun, right? A couple small tours. I just want people to hear our music. I and I like playing shows, so I don't have a goal. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the thing right now is like we're all you know homeowners, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> think about that. Yeah, it's like right, the dude. responsibility. It's like, hey, dude, do you want to make negative money and live your dream? It's like, yeah. Uh, let's just do it to a minimum. It's like, yeah, no, I mean. It. Creating the art is living the dream, though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, we we love making music and like the three day weekend sh- stuff. That's working out really well for us. It, it makes sense financially, and we're able mm. to come home positive and not yeah. be like, "Oh, we lost a thousand dollars for this tour." It's like, no, yeah. we did well. We can put it back into our band. Normalize yeah. normalize being a like, you know civilized human in society who also is a death metal musician like yeah right i agree i agree yeah i agree well thank you guys again for coming on it's fucking yeah you guys guys. listen the shit i heard today like was fucking awesome dude you guys are totally mixing styles and stuff and like it's something new and fresh and everyone go fucking check no living witness out it They're makes me want to start paying attention to pacific northwest black metal dude <laughs> you know it's just yeah. like in a little aspect of what you guys do but like you know what Devin was saying i just want i'm like maybe there's a little like cool black metal scene that's up oh my god there you don't know I, don't even, in Portland. I don't i didn't dig bunch. for it but i'm like all well, the bastards from that there? might be super sick, i haven't dude. i haven't promoted this yet but i'm going to play germany with alludium this september it's called prophecy fest and one of the bands announced is agalock's first uh show back in several damn long long time and um wait they're gonna be playing there with us is it fucking along with like my dying bride and a bunch of other crazy international bands so okay anthony you need a good black metal band from portland to check out check out yeah yeah. d-r-o-u-t-h they're on tour right now i think they're in texas today but uh they're okay. like, they're like melodic-y, doom, ambient, black metal, but it's like oh, high down. energy, but also like droning at the same time. It, they're really fucking dead. Okay. I'm down, dude. And I feel like, dad, do you feel like... The oh, cat sorry. Dad. Just cat dad. cat dad? Oh, I'm a cat dad. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of uh, Follow the Bastards? That's like my favorite style mm-hmm. of like... It's I think it might be Oakland or Berkeley, but it, it has the same style as like classical guitar mixed with gnarly black metal and like upbeat like like uh melodic metal and like but they have like their fucking logos like the most black metal thing you've ever seen in your life and but they have the song called uh slew of the despondent that's like one of my favorite songs of all time dude okay so my sonar ass i just figured it out i'm sorry to cut you off joel but i just gotta <laughs> give a shout out to the uh i just said one of my favorite songs ever <laughs> hunter Jin is gonna be drumming for agaloc Really? on that that festival that's oh. what I yeah dude Holy i remember shit. him 
I remember podcasting drummers unite, dude. Dude, I remember giving him props on this, and it totally like got washed into the wake. But then you bringing up this prophecy fest and Agalock, I was like, yes, dude, it's right there, Hunter, dude. The sent me, Hunter sent me this for my birthday. Are you serious? A yeah, yeah. It's a ground sloth. Because Canvas Solaris is the band that he was in, and that was like a band that I used to worship as a kid. And uh, it's like super crazy technical uh, instrument, instrumental, instrumental, instrumental band. Yeah. And uh, they used to have a ground sloth on stage, and they would like, it would be holding the a sign, and they'd just rip off the next sign. It'd be the next song It'd be name. The next song and they'd, name. Yeah. And he's all, dude, I have that ground sloth. I'll send it to you. And they couldn't find it. I was like, dude, I will pay you a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> like, and he was all, dude, I'll send it to you for free. And I'm like, what? And then he couldn't find it. And then he he made a fucking a wooden cutout of the sloth and sent it to me for my birthday. And I, and I like, got to be there for the opening and everything. I was super stoked because I knew about. Oh, dude, that was so good. That's one of my best Man. presents I ever got, dude. Oh, I listened wow. to a That's bunch like... of radical research this weekend too. So shout out, Hunter. great podcast. See you in Germany, he actually, actually, he's actually going to do that. He's playing for Agalock. That's sick. Drums? He's gonna be drumming for them at the prophecy fest, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh, that's sick. Hunter's God so damn. sick, guys. Shout out Hunter. I don't know if you even listen to our show. I listen to your show. I don't know if you actually listen to all of our episodes. I know you've peeped on some of them, but we'll I love you, brother. Me and him, we talk like twice a month, dude. We just check in on each other and it's, it's sex. Super tech sex. It's fucking positive. Positive sex, dude. Positive. I think positive, we have to make that a word. Oh, I love cannabis. <laughs> no, it's not drunk alert. It's totally tiredness and weed, guys. <laughs> it's like working in a mechanic shop and then smoking weed and, and being on podcast. Staying at that mechanic shop until we do an episode. And, You're uh, at that stage like the drunk old lady at the bar. like. <laughs> but then, what's good about not drinking is I can drive the fuck out of here and I don't have to sleep in this mechanic Oh, I assume yeah. at Vincent's tonight? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, dude. fuck yeah. All right, I'm going to roll the video, guys. All right. All right. Well, hey, uh, okay. out of force, coffee. Sure. We we have a lot of shit. Yeah, we don't go buy them. <laughs>